So you're taking care of yourself on point of eating, you're exercising, sleep, is anything Stay else? Yeah, on a schedule. Like I got to, we got deployed. Three of us went to Haiti. And I'm sure no one here has been to Haiti. No. I don't recommend going to Haiti. We went to the northern part of Haiti, which a city, which apparently is the worst third world city inside one of the worst third world countries in the northern hemisphere, which is Haiti. So wow. we went there and we were living in a tent there with gangs and people that wanted to probably hurt us right outside <laughs> the tent. And we had no protection. Well, we have one army guy. He said, look, if they charge our, 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 uh, our, where we're staying, just run for the top of the mountain. And, and I think we can get a helicopter to get us out of here. He thinks. So we were there disconnected for a month. So one thing I, I do, I guess it would be like, if you're in jail, I've never been to jail. Just want to point that out. If I were in jail, I want to have a routine just so I have a routine to keep my mind off that stuff. You know, keep your mind focused. So we had a job there. We're working with the United Nations. And I just had a regular schedule. I'd get up at the same time every day, go do my thing, go you know, shower, shave, you know, do a little bit of walking, exercise, eat and stuff like that. But, but you know, just stay on a schedule, have a plan of what you're going to do every day and stick to that plan. And it's amazing what that can just do and try to cut out all the stuff that, you know, that might cause any harm to your brain, I guess. I don't know. There, there's some German in him. <laughs> you mean the first thing you didn't see was that bear back there? No, 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 no. The first thing was okay. a meme. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I didn't, I didn't know that bear yet. What's, what's the story with that bear then? Uh, this is America right here. This is a Costco eight, nine foot bear, and it looked cool in a Costco warehouse. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with Costco. Um, it looks smaller in the warehouse till you get it, trying to get it in a vehicle, and then you bring it home, and now I can't get rid of it, so it sits here. It just but it's a good get, filler. It's a good here. filler. If you you know if you don't want to paint your wall or don't want to put anything in there, I mean, get a bear. Just throw the bear there. Yeah, yeah throw the bear there. Right, right. Yeah. Have to vacuum it and stuff. But <laughs> right. No, no, no. I'm born and raised here in Washington D.C., the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, the D.M.V. as they call it. And uh, no, I've always wanted to be a firefighter. So as soon as I turned 16 years old, like on my birthday, I applied to be a volunteer, and I got in. So and that was a volunteer. Then I discovered. Uh, in college, during college, you could actually get paid to be a firefighter. I'm like, get out of here. Heck with this college crap. So I applied to be in the fire department and then I got hired. I stopped college, never got a degree, went right to the fire department and did 28 years doing that. So I was a volunteer from 16 to age 23, 24, then another 28 years. So total 36, seven years of doing that. It's not easy I'm to get, retired. it's not easy yeah. to get in, right? I think it's not What's that very it's difficult. A, well, what do you have to do to, to get into their, to get a, to be, be a lucky. firefighter? So many people apply for it here in the United States. It's, it's a competition. So you have to, you have to pass a polygraph. There's a written test. You're fit. Yeah. Oh yeah. People lie. Apparently. Yeah. People have a past and they don't want people that are bad. <laughs> so they do a polygraph. It's not legal in every state in the United States. But in the Commonwealth of Virginia, you can do polygraphs. So that's where I got it done. So our own, our own police department does the polygraphs. 
So the detectives are sitting there asking all these questions about all kinds of things. I don't want to repeat them in here, but yeah, they want to make sure you have a good background and, you know, yeah, so you're going to be good for the job. Yeah. It's definitely different than here over in Germany. It's uh, it's very interesting. But I think also you played a big part during your career as a firefighter. You build a, you build up a lot of new things, right? You were part of uh, a lot of new structures which were implemented. For example, um, what about the special unit you were in um, that was created basically during your time with you, right? So going back in history of the world, over in, I believe, the in you let's say Russia. I'm trying to think what phase Russia was in at the time, but there was a big earthquake over there. Okay. And so they asked for help, and the United States wanted to send help to them as a goodwill gesture through the State Department. So they put together this team in Fairfax, Virginia to go over there and help them, right? Armenia. It was in Mar Armenia, Russia in the 80s, 1987, I think. So we, they didn't even have uniforms. I was not on the team then, but they took like 10 guys and sent them over there to help in Armenia, Russia, doing urban search and rescue, search and rescue through the rubble and trying to find people. And then from that, when they came back from that, they said, you know, this, this would be a good thing to have. We could send other countries when things go bad. So what are the United Nations and, you know, every, you know, government around the world, they put together these urban search and rescue teams. So a lot of countries have one now. Finland, I mean, Israel, everybody's got one now. Um, so in the United States, there's two fire departments that contract with the State Department. They renew it every five years, and they have to go through this whole application process to make sure you have the equipment, the training, and all, you know, and um, so Fairfax, Virginia, Los Angeles, I was on the Fairfax team, um, and that is international. Then you have the domestic one in the United States when things go bad here. We have hurricanes here. We have earthquakes and terrorist attacks, stuff like that. And that would be under FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency. So FEMA does domestic, USAID, State Department does international response under the United Nations. So our team did both. So that's how I ended up doing this long list of things. And I was in the early stages of the formation of this team when they decided to make this team. And it has about 200 people on it and you always respond with about 80 people that includes search dogs those german shepherds with the vest on you see crawling through the, the rocks and stuff like that and search cams we have our own doctors and all that so that's what we do so the first test of all these teams that the united states put together they put all this tax money into it and build all these teams was the oklahoma city bombing in 1995 so that was a terrorist attack. There's so there's a whole generation that's never even heard of this, by the way, now. I mean, that was 95. That's that's a few years ago. So that was when someone came up, you know, an American had a rider rental truck came in from a federal building and blew it up. Okay. And, and there was so, not only one building, that was several buildings, right? I oh, think. It, it actually damaged 300 buildings yeah. in downtown Oklahoma City. I mean, yeah. it wasn't it was just that building. It was, yeah, it was everywhere. It was just a rebound. In fact, there's a water plant across the street, everything. Yeah, I mean, it was horrible. Um, and so you see it on TV, but then that we end up deploying there to help. And when you get there, when you see it in person, it's completely different than seeing it on TV. And so we had members of our team after they went to that, they, they said, this is not for me. This is too much because it's uh, unless you're there and see how horrible that kind of thing is, 
you don't understand. What you see on the news is nothing like what it is when you're there at all. Were there any any teams who are supporting the firefighters back then, like uh, mental health-wise, or supporting them in any that way? That was still fairly new. Fairly new, even, right? Even today, it's just now getting around. But back then, there they were kind of, even military or whatever. Um, yeah, mental health was not a big deal. Now you just suck it up and you just move on. If you don't like it, you know, we have people that are ready to get on the team. I'm not putting down the teams. Yeah, yeah. How that works, but it's just the way it was. It was yeah. not. It's I a mean, different time. Sit, we would sit around in a circle and talk about it. We'd be forced to do it, whether we wanted to do it or not. And that was just not the way it is nowadays. But, you know, they didn't know what to do. They just thought this would be the best thing to do. We'll just sit around and talk about it. You know, and that's it. Well, better than nothing, I guess. But still, I guess, yeah. Yeah. People still, people still quit the team and all that. Yeah. How did how did you deal with it with all their stuff you have seen? Because I mean, this is something that is stuck in your mind, I guess, right? I I just stay busy. Stay busy. Make sure you get your sleep, eat right, exercise. It's all the same things if you're a streamer. Same thing. A mm -hmm. lot of people don't do that and they get stressed out because they're not eating well. They're staying up, they're doing these stupid 24-hour streams. <laughs> they're doing all this stuff. But they're not really thinking about what they're really doing to themselves as they do it. So it's doesn't matter what career you're doing or what you're doing. You got to eat, eat correctly. You got to exercise. You got to get your sleep and make those priorities. Even in mental health, you got to do all that. And then what I tell my uh, rock squad, my community, like with everything going on right now or over the last two years, turn that stupid TV off. Stop looking at it. Turn it off. Hashtag turn it off. Just that's interesting. Off. And that's so difficult as a content creator, right? To stay away from social media. And I saw that over the last week, like a lot of friends are not online anymore. And I, I know it's a good thing because they're trying to stay focused and not to dig in too much negative stuff all the time, right? Um, which yeah. is a, which is a good point. What, what kind of other habits do you um, developed over the, la over the years maybe to stay in that mental, good mental place or maybe also physical place. So you're taking care of yourself in point of eating, you're exercising, sleep. Is there anything Stay else? Yeah, on a schedule. Like I got to, we got deployed. Three of us went to Haiti, and I'm sure no one here has been to Haiti. No. I don't recommend going to Haiti. We went to the northern part of Haiti, which a city which apparently is the worst third world city inside one of the worst third world countries in the northern hemisphere, which is Haiti. So wow. we went there and we were living in a tent there with gangs and people that wanted to probably hurt us right outside <laughs> of the tent. And we had no protection. Well, we have one army guy. He said, look, if they charge our, 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 uh, our, where we're staying, just run for the top of the mountain. And, and I think we can get a helicopter to get us out of here. He thinks. So we were there disconnected for a month. So one thing I, I do, I guess it would be like if you're in jail. I've never been to jail. Just want to point that out. If I were in jail, I'd want to have a routine just so I have a routine to keep my mind off that stuff. You know, keep your mind focused. So we had a job there. We're working with the United Nations. And I just had a regular schedule. I'd get up at the same time every day, go do my thing, go you know, shower, shave, you know, do a little bit of walking, exercise, eat and stuff like that. But, but you know, just stay on a schedule. Have a plan of what you're going to do every day and stick to that plan. And it's amazing what that can just do and try and cut out all the stuff that, you know, that might cause any harm to your brain, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out right now because look, it sounds so easy when you say it, 
but it obviously is not because most people just i don't know can't do it was there anything well, that here, here's the beauty about facebook okay that a lot mm -hmm. of people don't do on facebook i know there's people watch on twitch as well mm -hmm. so on mm -hmm. facebook that news feed is what facebook is giving you what you told it that you wanted so as yep. long as you allow these people to post this crap well you're going to keep getting that crap right Mm -hmm. So you can snooze those people. You can unfriend them. You can unfollow them all you want. And the more you want to do that, like right now, if I go to my newsfeed, I see kids, I guess at some recital or some, I see people's puppy dogs that I have the original Facebook again, because all the people that are posting all that political and COVID, all that stuff, I snoozed them for 30 days. Cause that's a feature. And if they kept going crazy, cause I don't want to hear it. I just unfollow them. And I got rid of it. So my newsfeed is awesome. I can show you some great recipes if you want. That's all my newsfeed anymore. I just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. The same way within life. If you have, even if your parents are this way, I tell my community all the time, I said, I don't care if your mom is going to be that way. Just don't talk to her anymore. No one says you have to talk to your parents or your friends. And if they are negative, bring you down and uh, creating a world that you don't want to be in, just get rid of them. You are the sum of the five people you hang out with the most. If make you're hanging out, make a conscious choice. I see it. You like take that. need to take control of your life. Don't let people drag you into their little black hole of junk that really make it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. So, is there any story about of the firefighter thing before we end this? Is there any story that stood out to you the most where you say like, or, I don't know, this turned out differently and I learned something from it or something positive, I guess? Well, I, I'm from a generation. I'm 59 years old. I'm probably the oldest person in here. I don't know. Um, I grew up with a TV show called Emergency. So um, a lot of firefighters from my generation that got hired were because of that TV show. We saw the Roy, you know, Johnny and Roy out there saving lives of paramedics in Los Angeles County. And, you know, we all applied to be firefighters or I guess if you want to be a cop, you saw Chips, Eric Estrada or something like that. I don't know. But um, it definitely is not what you see on TV. I can tell you that right now. It will beat your brain up. Um, it's very physical. You get no sleep. You end up becoming somebody you're probably not because you just don't have a schedule. You have no sleep. It's just horrible. It took me about five years after being retired so I could sleep all night now. Now I sleep like a rock. I mean, I'm like loving it. <laughs> I can sleep like crazy. But but no, it, it took forever. It would be like anyone working night shift in a hospital or a factory or all that stuff, you know. It's crazy. Yeah, I get yeah, definitely. Um, and you're you have been all over the world with um, I mean, a lot of things. I mean, not only in the US, you also have been, I think, in the Iran, right? Um, yes. How how was that experience for you? Like, did that um, your expectations were they met there, or did you was it different than people told you what you will meet there, or how did it? Oh, yeah. So there was an earthquake on Christmas or Christmas Eve. I'm trying to think what year two thousand four, two thousand five. President Bush was in office, and Iran had this uh, big earthquake in Bam B A M. Yeah. Well, that's how you pronounce it, bam, around. Um, and we were always told as Americans, Iran is the axis of evil, okay? Because we haven't had Americans there since the hostage crisis in the 80s. Uh, you have to go way back, you know, then. 
you know, during the Olympics, all that stuff. So, you know, we had Americans there. They had to do a whole rescue thing to get them out of there. We the Americans had never been back there again. So this earthquake happens, and I always monitor all these earthquakes around the world, like we may have to go somewhere, so I'm anticipating. I'm like, there's no way we're going no wrong. It's the access of evil. They hate America. They want to kill us, blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. So I get a phone call saying, hey, we're on standby by the federal government. Um, Just let you know. I said, yeah, that's okay, because we're not going. It's, you know, it's a bad place. We can't go there. They don't like us. Mm -hmm. And so next thing I know, they said, hey, man, we're going. You need to bring your gear down. We're going. We're flying to Iran. I'm like, yeah, okay. So I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. So I pack all my stuff. Yeah, I'll be back home in probably about 12 hours because we ain't going there. <laughs> Still not believing. <laughs> yeah. Next thing I know, I'm at, I'm at Dover Air Force Base in Delaware being on a plane. I'm like, we're actually going to Iran? <laughs> like, so next thing we ended up in, I'm going to mispronounce this. It's in Italy. It's Marone, Marone, Marone. Italy, there's an American Air Force base there in Italy. We land there as a staging point. The federal government has this land there, right? Mm-hmm. And then they had, they, we sat there for a couple hours and, and uh, we got a phone call. They said, all right, 10 of you of the 80 are going to Iran. They don't want to send everybody there because it's too dangerous. We're only going to send 10 people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no, now it's down to a lottery. And then they picked me as one of the 10 to go. I'm like, oh, crap, I'm going to Iran. <laughs> so <laughs> they said, but we're going to put you on this old uh, Air Force Reserve plane. It was from Montana or Wisconsin, I don't know, somewhere, but it was a beat up piece of crap. And it's so broken that they said they had to fly it really low. It's a C-130. They said, we have to fly it low because, <laughs> well, there's missiles and stuff that could blow it out of the hive. It's too high. But it may crash. So we're going to fly it low and we're going to go to Ron with it. And they know you're coming. So you're safe. I'm like, Oh my God, what are we doing? <laughs> so we get on this plane and some military, two military guys get on there with their uh, rifles. They have these big cases and they have, they're going to be our protection. At the very last minute, they jump out, said, "Nope, you all are going in by yourselves. Just a bunch of firemen, <laughs> firefighters, no protection with American flags on our back. We're going to Iran. So they fly us in. Oh, by the way, the other reason why they wanted to use this plane is if it if the Iranians wanted to take it, they can have it. I said, let them have that plane. Like, it may worry, disposable. So anyway, we end up in Iran. We land. I, I remember to this day, we landed. I swear to God, I felt like we were landing on Mars. Like, where are the Martians at? I'm looking out the window like, oh, my God, what is going to happen? And we were greeted like, we were like, oh, my God, they're Americans. And they were like, they were freaking out that we were there. They loved it. And we were immediately welcomed. I'm like, okay, this ain't so bad. And then we had to, uh, we got some trucks and we had to drive it to BAM. And we had to drive this one road. Apparently, I can't remember what it was called. One hell road. It was some, all it was is you drive down this road. There's nothing but burned out crashed vehicles on most sides. Because everybody drives like maniacs over there. And they're passing, speeding, everything. And they head, do head-on collisions and they catch fire all the time and people die. And we're driving down this road and people are like, weaving around we get to we get there it's the day after christmas and remember it's muslim iran's muslim right we get there mm-hmm. they could not believe we were there with these american flags on back because they had never seen americans never ever they've only read about it and that was 2005 get, right and they can't get on the internet there because they you know iran is another country that blocks the internet yeah. so really hear stories 
they're told a lot of lies about Americans over there, like we have slavery and apartheid going on. They and they, you know, they they kind of know how to get around the firewall even back then. But um, so we get there, they made us this the the ugliest Christmas tree I've ever seen in my life. These are Muslims. They made us a Christmas tree because they felt so bad that we left our Christmas, our holiday, to come help them. And then they gave us roses. Uh, they made us a little holiday tree. It was it was horrible. But, hey, it was the most beautiful tree ever. And they couldn't be nicer. They couldn't be nicer. It was amazing. The nicest people I've ever met in this entire planet was a country that's supposed to be the one that hated us the most. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. A lot of people say I lie that I'm paid to say that and they, cause they don't want to hear that. Like that's impossible. Yeah. But that's not, yeah, I was there. So nice. Unbelievable. But isn't that, I feel like this is a story which could be about every country in the world because we all live in our small bubble. You know, I live in my Germany bubble, you know, and we all hear something about other countries and have our own view on things. Right. Um, oh, absolutely. Well, it's what the media tells you, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and we're raised a certain way and, you know, but social media, the internet has really broken out a lot of the barriers. I love, I love these moments though. <laughs> I love these moments. I had this, not only like with people from other countries in general with people, like you have always have these moments in your life where we have, where you have your opinion, you know, your view on right. things, your view on people, and then you meet them and then getting this surprise. I love these moments. I'm always open for these moments, honestly, personally, because I, yep. I know it can happen to anyone, can happen to my best friend where I see a new moment, you know, a new reaction, whatever. But with a country like this, of course, it's much bigger. I love that story. Um, so we, we have to switch, though. We, we have to switch. We have so much more. So much more. <laughs> <laughs> um. I didn't even I didn't even give the full introduction because you're a podcaster oh, yourself. Slacker. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you're a podcaster yourself. Uh, you do a show about money, and I think this is also kind of related to the whole fireman uh, firefighter story because you wanted to help people because you saw there is a need to help people to figure out their financial um, decisions they yeah. make in life, right? Um, yeah. How how did you? How did you get the idea maybe to do that? How did you start it and how is it going so far? Because you're still doing it to this very day, right? You had your podcast this week, I think. It's called Walk yeah. on the Money, by the way, guys. Walk yeah, on the Money. The money. It's you everywhere. Can... Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. Um, within our fire department, we have, a, in the America, we have unions. So we have a firefighter union, um, the IAFF. So we have a local. And within our county government in Northern Virginia, uh, you know, in America, you have 401ks and all that stuff and retirement stuff. And usually people just listen to whatever the salesperson does or the financial person says, yeah, here are the pamphlets and sign up for these mutual funds, blah, blah, blah. So when you're in the fire department, we're there for 24 hours a day, right? We're working, there's three shifts. We work 20, you can't leave. We have things, you know, if we're not running calls, we have something to do. We have time, right? So, you know, the guy from uh, the T-Row Price or whatever would come by and said, yep, here's all the mutual funds you can sign for in your 401k, blah, blah, blah. Night, what would you like to sign up for? We're like, okay, well, that has a si higher number. We're, we don't know what to do. We don't know what we're doing. We're firefighters, right? But one day we're looking at us like, wait a minute. So we started actually getting out every, we put on the coffee, we laid out everything. Like, all right, we're going to figure this thing out. Remember, the internet wasn't really, America Online was still kind of the big thing. 
and you couldn't really pull up financial when, information. Wait, wait, wait give us a wait. When was that? 87? This is in the 90s. 90s? 90s. But, so but if you want stock okay. prices, you're still using the mm -hmm. newspaper or watching mm -hmm. CNBC World or CNBC here in the States, right? So it wasn't like you could get on there now, like go to Yahoo Money. You can bring up all kinds of charts and blah, 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 and you know everything you want. But back then, you, you know, you were literally doing what they told you to do. Right. And they're making money on on commissions and all that. So we laid we're like, all right, we're gonna figure this thing out. We laid everything out, blah, blah, blah. We're comparing, blah, blah, blah. And uh so our a bunch of us in the union decided, all right, we're gonna we're gonna help the our brothers and sisters in the fire department. We're gonna help them plan ourselves so they retire well when they're done. Cause they're getting their, you know, it's a tough career, even police. So when they're done with their career. They retire and that way they're they're good for their their life right mm -hmm. uh, we started creating this um retirement seminar uh weekend where they could bring you know their spouses wives and others in and we can learn about life insurance uh social security from the federal government all that all this stuff so seminars they would they would only the firefighters are doing this so the rest of the people in the county government are like hey what are they all doing over there <laughs> what are those firefighters doing so we, people start watching us so it turned out that a 457 in America is the same as a 401k, but it's a government version of it, right? Mm -hmm. um, it turns out that the firefighters were signed up more for retirement plans than any other employee in this county government. It's a very large county government in the United States in Northern Virginia. Um, and they were trying to figure out, why are the firefighters doing all this? Because we are taking charge and trying to figure this out. And we found out a lot of these financial advisors were actually lying to us. And they're getting commissions. We start figuring this out early. Um, and then um, from that, um, we started a Facebook group where we could all come together aside from our union group and we could keep talking about that. So we keep monitoring our, our funds. Are we in the right ones or not long-term and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, sharing some books and not doing any of these crazy plans that people sell these stupid courses and all this nonsense out there. Everybody wants your money. You just got to figure out why they want it or what, you know, what was their deal? So we figured that out. Anyway, so then when I retired, I was like, all right, I need to do a podcast, keep this going. And I'd already worked on podcasts in the past under CBS radio. I put them together, but I wasn't on them. So I said, I'm going to go ahead and make my own podcast, keep this going. And then I have a good friend uh, down Florida and she's a lawyer and she's a real estate agent. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's great. So she's a friend of mine. She's married to a military guy. So we were helping the military guy, people and the firefighters and police and public safety. And then we decided to open up to everybody. So initially it was private, uh, but we said, you know what? Let's just open up to everybody because everybody kept weighing in on this. So, so we don't make any money. We actually lose money on that, <laughs> on that podcast. But you're even a certified, right? I think you even made a... I'm a certified master financial coach under right. Dave Ramsey, who is a radio guy here in, in the United States. Yeah. And he's a big guy that teaches the baby steps to get people out of debt. So I took all that course. I'm certified under Dave Ramsey as a master financial coach, but I'm just literally all I'm doing is teaching basic financial literacy to people without all that nonsense from financial advisors, all that stuff. Cause it's, yeah, a lot of it, it is biased out there. I don't have a course to sell. We have nothing to sell. Nice. So we're literally just trying to educate people on what they're supposed to do. And then people want to argue with us. I'm like, um, no, that's what you heard. That's not what you're supposed to do. But you do you. 
<laughs> but this is the right way to do it. It's no, boring, but it that. works. You know? so. I love that. I have the feeling you're a person who sees, you know, there's an opportunity to help or to do something or to create something which is not there. And you just jump right on that and try to get, you know, are you, are you never yeah, afraid I, of I, failure? I, like, I'm, I'm not saying sure. that's the thing, but most people are too afraid to start something because they could fail. And I have the feeling, well, no, let's do it. It's a good idea, right? Feels like, you yeah, know, I can't fail because I don't make money now. So there's no way I can fail. <laughs> so that's good. But, um, I'm really good at that. I am probably like what you said, but I'm really bad at trying to make money off of it because I, I really don't care about the money part. You know, it's okay. like taking care, building a community and, and building that up. Go ahead. You're a millionaire, right? Or did I, or did I, <laughs> did I see that wrong? I think you said on some point you yourself made millionaire by using the strategy and well, being there's very, no, there's really no strategy or here's the thing about retirement. Okay. You can't retire. Retirement's not an age in America. Everyone thinks I turn 65, I can retire. Retirement's not age. It's a number. Do you have a number in savings that continues to grow that you can feed off that and that will last you until you retire? That in see, in other countries, they have a pension from the government. America, it's so, you have to do the whole thing. Yeah. So do you have the money in the bank that you can withdraw and not deplete it? So if you live to 85, you mm -hmm. run out. Because that would be horrible, and it happens. So I guess you could say I am because I need that in order to retire over the next. I thought somebody must have taught you in a way, you know, the way you, you are now. But I feel like you, you're a very curious person, and whenever you see you can learn something or grow or be better at something, you just jump right into onto that and oh, get yeah. all the infos you need, which I think is, is a very good uh, character trait, I guess, to have, right? To get you I am forward. always searching online from good sources, not nonsense, not from some blog that somebody posted, but um, I've been on the internet since 82, mm -hmm. 1982. Nat, back then, there wasn't a lot going on. <laughs> there was, I had an email address, but nobody to email because nobody had email. But now there's no excuse that you can't go learn something now. I mean, I could go learn basket weaving right now in the next hour if I wanted by going to YouTube and put how to basket weave right there. And I, in an hour, I could probably make a basket. It may be ugly, but I'll give it a shot. You know I mean, no one has an excuse not to know, learn a skill or do anything. You could start a side hustle right now today. On Sunday afternoon at three, three o'clock Eastern, by tonight, I could learn a side hustle right now and make money. What would you do? <laughs> I don't have any time. I'm too busy <laughs> I got a farm I got to go on farm sim right now. I got bales that are doing salads right You're now. You're busy? <laughs> now, I, um, I really, I, people say, you're busier in retirement than they do at their real job. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm staying busy. I don't like, I don't want to just sit around and watch TV all day. Well, that's you know, what my dad is doing. <laughs> and it's terrible. I, I can't, see I can't so many retirees can't just die within years because they don't do anything. Yeah. They're like, I'm done working. And they end up, you know, not doing anything. And then next thing you know, their their funeral announcement gets posted. I'm not taking that route. I'm going a different route. Mm -hmm. I'm staying busy. I love that. Yeah. Well, then let let I guess what I would like to know next is really like how did the whole streaming thing start? Because I I think you were on Twitch before on Facebook. Yes, I was on Twitch. And you played in 2013, but I was actually streaming before that. Where? What? 
Okay. Why? You have to go all the way back. To, you have to go all the way back to 2001. All right, let's go back. You opened up the podcast saying you have a lot going on. There's a lot to unravel here. Okay, so yes. parallel universes, fire department, streaming up here, right? I was okay. doing things simultaneously at the same time. I've always been as a kid a fan of radio DJs, these music radio DJs in the 70s and 80s and stuff like that, 60s, 70s, 80s. And then talk radio started getting around. I'm like, I always thought those people were fascinating. So I was a fan of radio. Okay. Then, so I started working with a radio show here in the Washington DC area called the sports junkies. They were in night show. They're now a big, they're the big morning show, but back then they were brand new and I was a geek. I already knew how to do websites. So I was a fan. I said, Hey man, I'll make you a website. This is like 1998, 99. It's like geo cities and uh, you have to go way back with the internet back then. There was website a time where you could make a lot of money when you could make websites. Yeah. So I made this website for them and uh, they would have me on the air every now and then I would go visit them, you know, and they put me on the radio show and stuff like that. And then there was a, uh, I discovered on the internet, you could stream live in 2001 in the internet radio. You ever heard of internet radio? Yes. So there was a company in uh, outside San Francisco called live365.com mm -hmm. and you could, stream your own inter internet radio station yeah. and so back then using shoutcast and all these different things like that um so i asked the radio guys i said i know this could sound weird but do you mind if i start streaming on the internet and they laughed at me they're like yeah okay yeah you go over there and play with the internet yeah you go yeah you can go have your little radio station so i'm like okay i'll show you guys so i went over live 365 and I was trying to come up with a name for my radio station, and that's where Rockland USA actually came from. I registered that domain name way back then. Because hmm. there was a Rockland radio already in Germany, rockland.de or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I can't be Rockland radio. There always, I'll call it Rockland USA then. So that's yeah. where the USA comes from. So I, I titled it. I started streaming uh, one radio station, and nobody listened to it. I sucked at it. I'm like, okay, they don't want to listen to what I have. I'm going to go ahead and, and pretend like I'm a real radio station. I'm going to do the popular stuff, all popular rock music. Okay, so I programmed this thing out, went live occasionally, and then it took off. I gave people what they wanted. I'm like, oh, man, this is cool. Now I got people actually enjoying what I'm streaming, and I could go live back then. There was no video yet. Yeah, okay. I just want to say that was only audio. Yeah, you but you really have the yet. voice. I mean, you have You're the voice. Yeah. I mean, you you have everything yeah. you need, I feel, for that. that yeah. Was, well, cool. uh, this no, is not my voice, by the way. This is laryngitis after streaming so much. But um, <laughs> there were webcams back then, but it was not streaming it because webcams were horrible and there was no central place to use them. Um, you could do video phone calls. You just couldn't do live streaming it. Um, and then I worked, it ended up expanding out to 10 different radio stations. So I had 70s, 80s, 90s. Here in the States, we have something called Sirius XM, where you have all these channels, you know, a different theme. And so I basically had that before they existed. And then 2004, I got Internet Broadcaster of the Year. I got Best Website, Radio Station Website, and Best Pop Music Website or something like that. And then even Apple put four of my 10 stations on iTunes. If you remember iTunes back then, there was a live music mm -hmm. tab on the left-hand side. 
under there, there were four Rockland USA radio stations. Now, did I make money on that? No, it was just cool. It was cool that you were there, but we didn't make money on that. Um, there were ads on there, but stuff like that. So fast forward to 2007, I discovered people had webcams and they were, they were starting this thing called Justin TV, which is now Twitch. Mm-hmm. There was a place called Blog TV. Those are the two biggies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, I can't remember what some of the others, it wasn't stick cam. I can't remember some of these other ones, but there were no rules back then. The rules that people are getting banned on Twitch for now or Facebook, we created those rules because we did it first. And then they said, all right, we need a rule. You can't do that anymore. So all these rules that you guys see now, some of them probably have my name on them. But 2007, I started streaming on blog TV. I had an account on Justin TV, but I said, I'm going to do blog TV. Mm-hmm. And, and it was going to be an offshoot, my internet radio station. All right. So I said, well, what am I going to do? Because back then it was all IRL. Is all there was no game streaming. Yeah. Because it was only three the dimensions were three hundred, was it three twenty by two forty was the dimensions of video square back then. Um and so I just started streaming IRL streams. Mm-hmm. And I it, I made it like a morning radio show, American radio show style, um, which did okay. But then I like, all right, how do I get that's where I learned the chat room was so much fun. I made the chat room my focus. Then I ended up becoming the game show guy. I created game shows, American game shows, formatted to work with the chat room. And that's when my stream catapulted after that. What kind of game shows were there? Well, they were ripoffs of the American version of Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune. Uh, then I came up with other word games. There were games that um, I discovered I could do it with a chat. It was a lot of work, though, because there was no bots or scripts that you could do that would capture the answer. So I have to watch the chat, which is scrolling, trying to find who had the right answer the first time. I had to keep score on a piece of paper, all that kind of stuff. So, but that is cool. that is what catapulted me in the top and being the top streamer on Blog TV back then. And what happened then after Blog TV? I stopped streaming in 2012, 20, I don't remember the first year, what year it was. Two things happened. Uh, Number one, they, money started coming into streaming. You can make money on ads. This is the first time you can start making some revenue. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, they're going to let me make money on ads. Out of curiosity, I wanted to stream for one month and see how much can I make if I stream every single day? How much money in ad money? How much ad money do you think I made in the first month? I, and remember, I'm one of the top streamers on blog TV at the time. $50? Thirty-six dollars, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back then. It was not much yeah, there was back then. A lot of money in there. Yeah. The other thing that happened, if you have to go back to internet history, there was a big thing that happened. I don't know. Have you ever heard of the name Amanda Todd? Suicide. Yes. So Amanda Todd was on Blog TV back then. She was a regular viewer of mine. She was always in our chat room a lot, and yeah, that that kind of put okay. damper on things. I said, I'm done with all this. This is nonsense. This is when swatting was starting up. Um, people are delivering pizzas to your houses and, and Amanda Todd committed suicide. People can oh, Google wow. that whole Already thing. Done. Okay. This is all this stuff was just, you know, people were doxing you. It was really getting dangerous. So it was like, okay, I, I can't do this anymore. And I was doing it for fun, but I was doing, I was like a full-time streamer making zero money for five years, but I enjoyed it. And the fun was gone. But like, I'm out of here. I can't take this, you know, people are, 
people are committing suicide. No, there was a lot of weird things going on back then. So I stopped. I just literally just stopped. Done. One day just gone. And what made you come back then? Well, Twitch. Uh, Justin TV switched over to Twitch, right? Mm -hmm. And so some of the other people that left Blog TV, Blog TV ended up within a year switching over to you now. I don't know if you ever heard of you now. Mm -mm. They're around now, but nobody watches them. Um, it got bought out by you now because they completely failed because of the Amanda Todd and some other things. The whole thing was just a big, a big mess back then. So, um, yeah, blog TV ended up just failing. The whole thing was, you know, about safety and security. It was really getting bad. Um, so then I started getting, man, I really miss streaming. So I partnered with another streamer that was over there. And so we went on to Twitch. I said, look, I want to try Twitch, but I want to stream video games because people are doing video games now. So we did the trucking thing, which I do today. The same exact game was a Euro truck simulator. Mm -hmm. And there's, and so we would go on there and she would be in Phoenix. I would be here. We would connect on Skype. She would on the green screen. She had some radio background as well. She used to work with Tom Green, the comedian. So she ah, you did of, another podcast with her, right? I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We did a goofy mm -hmm. podcast just for fun, just to, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, just experimenting different things. Cause there was a lot of experimenting going on with, you know, how to create shows, mm -hmm. content. Um, so we would go on this thing called Truckers MP, which is multiplayer of the Euro Truck Simulator that you guys see out there now. And we would do this thing called trolling for truckers. So we were literally going on Twitch and trolling the other players out there. So she would get on camp because no girls were playing this game. What girl would play Euro Truck Simulator back in 2013? So we would we would go or go on there still and we would go into a parking lot where all these truck multiplayer trucks are sitting and she would gone back. I would mute. She goes, Hey boys. And they were all like they're all like chatting. She would jump in, they they'd silent. It. It's like a bunch of geeks, like, oh my God, there's a girl in here. Mm -hmm. They go, Oh, hi. And I'm in we're in a pink truck. We did this whole thing. And we're recording all this. It was it was just something different to do. And yeah, then I saw that actually a couple of words. It was actually pretty funny and entertaining. Yeah. And then people start picking up on it. So then we'd get, uh, we'd get, um, you know, stream, uh, sniped and everything. Cause people would then try and run us off the road and stuff like that. Now you can't do that. But back then you could just take trucks out mm -hmm. and we were, people were figuring out what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> so it was more of a, I didn't stream a lot. We were trying, but it was hard to do the schedule, try and get her on there when I'm on come, you know, across the country. It was like, you know, it was yeah. just something fun to do, but it never really, I wasn't used to the gaming thing yet. And it, I don't know. And now I wanted to just concentrate on my career. Yeah. in the fire department, I'm still working in the fire department full time. And I started doing a lot of teaching around the world. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to concentrate on the fire department thing. So I just stopped doing it again. That's amazing. That's so interesting. Did your family supported you all the way? Or was it like you had to, they were looking at you like, I mean, what you're doing, this is weird stuff. Like, I think everybody thought I was nuts. Even today, now that at my age, and I went back into streaming again, people think I'm nuts. I, people just look at me like, I mean, I quit two jobs during the pandemic. I quit two good, uh, fun job retirement gigs that were great mm -hmm. with great benefits to do this because of the pandemic. Because that's mm -hmm. when I came back is during the pandemic. I, I was bored out of my mind. I'm sitting in front of this computer with, all these screens, microphones, I already had everything where people were scrambling to, to start streaming. Yeah, I had you have everything ready to go. Mm -hmm. All I had to do was turn it on. I mean, mm -hmm. I had to set it all up and everything. Yeah, I already yeah. had a stream deck. I had the smaller one. 
already had the microphone, already had a mic stand, already had monitors, already had a game, already what, had a game from playing games anyway. What, what do you tell people if they don't know you and you meet them? They ask you like, yeah, what you're doing or something. Do you, do, do you make them. fun of them and tell them like truth or do you make a game out of it? Like, well, what do I tell them today? <laughs> what, what am I supposed to tell people my age? People my age think I'm out of my mind. I tell them, hey, you go do you. You go argue about politics. I'm going to go over here and play some snow runner or something like that. I'm going to go have fun. I'm not going to, because people my generation, they don't, they think video games are bad. Mm -hmm. You think about it. I mean, that's a whole different age. I mean, I grew up, as soon as I played Pong, when that came out, I was like, oh my God, I'm sitting in my room. I'm sitting in, in, on the floor in front of a tube TV, not mm -hmm. flat screen guys, tube. And I, tube. yes, it's two stupid lines with a dot. But mm -hmm. back then that was a big deal. That changed everything that I didn't have to go to arcade to play a game and throw a quarter in a machine. That was a big deal back then. I remember that to this day. I fell in love with gaming. And even before that, they had text games. Like there were no pictures. You had a story and you had to type in the exact word, turn left, go south, go west, all these weird commands. But gaming, when it became visual, oh, that was just amazing. I was in love with it. I've been a hardcore gamer. What's the first years. game you ever played then? What's the first game? Pong. Pong was the first. Okay. Well, I have to think back. There might have been a text game before that. That was all words. No pictures. Because I don't know if Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy was before Pong or not. I have to go back. I don't know either. It's too funny. I don't know. Because I played that. There were a bunch of them that were just text on a regular IBM PC. You know what I mean? My, my very first game was Robot. But I don't think anyone knows that. Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah. Usually I know all the games. I'm not sure about that one. It was a, some, some, some in the 90s. I can't even remember anymore. Do oh, you, 90s. You're so young. I, I'm curious actually about something completely different. Sorry, I'm switching topics again. But God. how is it in the U.S. with a, I don't even know if you know that. I don't even know if you have it. Do you have a truck? Do you need a truck driver's license in the U.S. to drive trucks? Yes. It's called a CDL. I can't remember what they call it in Europe because everybody in the chat always tells me what is it that, is. We'll, is we'll it, type it in there, so. Are there different truck driver license, like uh, depending on the weight of the truck? Because here in Germany, yeah. you have different yeah. ones. You have a small one. It's called C. Yeah, this is where right. a trucker's going to call me out because I, I don't know. Everything. I know they have different classes within a CDL. CDLs for a commercial <laughs> driver's license. They have different classes. Yeah, you have to be certified in hazmat, all these different things. I was a firefighter. We would go to when trucks flipped over or crashed or spilled or exploded, but I didn't drive. We had tractor trailers in the fire department and we didn't, we had to know how to drive them and we had to take truck driver courses and backup and all that, but we're exempt from CDL because we're not commercial. So military, farming, and public safety are exempt from CDL in most states in the United States. Class A is the top one though. Someone funny, just typed in the chat. It's funny because I, I have the, I have actually here, nobody knows. <laughs> I actually have a truck driver's license myself for the big ones. It's HGV, right? Overseas. Um, How is it called? You mean? Yeah, the, the truck Germany, driver. In Germany, I don't know. In Germany, you have C or C1E. And oh, the okay. C1E is the big one up to 40. Um, shit, how do you call that in English? 40 the big ones i don't know gotcha gotcha 
big ones. <laughs> the big um, ones. But, but honestly, it's so long ago. If I would have to drive one again, I probably would have to take a few few hours again and, and learn it because it's really different to the smaller ones. The smaller ones is easy peasy, but the big ones, you need, you need to know a lot more shit about that. But I, I, it was fun because when I made my license, I was 19. And everyone, oh, wow. looked, and I, everyone looked at me like, what is she doing there? You know, it's a oh, woman oh, driving a truck oh. for, right? <laughs> Actually, I just remember it was even funnier when I made my license. Um, and you have to first, you have to do the theoretical stuff before you drive, of course, you know, I don't know if yeah. it, it's the same, but first you have here, you have to do the theoretical stuff. And then if you're done with that positive, everything, then you go and make your practical on another day. Yeah. So, and I went there to my theoretical stuff. And then I sit down, they gave me the paper, you know, we have to open it and start. And I looked at it and I was like, this is for a car driver license. I'm not here for the car driver license. And he looked at me. Yeah, but you're a girl. And, yeah, exactly. and I was like, so still I'm here there, you know, right. and I have that already. So they made me drive with my um, tutor to their official uh, thing there, pick up my exam, whatever, my sheet, my paper. It was closed. I had to pick it up. It was closed. I had it on, you know, on me in front of me. Then we had to drive back and then I had to make it. I was like, you're kidding me. You know, I mean, you're already nervous because of that. And then you make me pick it up again, <laughs> drive back yeah. and then make it. Um, but I will, I will never forget. It. it was so fun. And then for the practical license, it was pretty much the same. The, 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 the guy who came there looked at me, you know, from top of bottom and he really gave me a hard time, but I don't know. I didn't do anything wrong, so he had to let me go, you know? But Our tractor trailers have a guy on the back that steers, and it's kind of cheating. It is. A little killer guy back there. It's kind of fun. It is. It is fun to drive these things, so it is really oh, yeah. rough. I mean, you see everything. I mean, this is the best thing ever. Like, you can see everything. Let's <laughs> um, back to, to streaming here. I'm sorry. I lost a little bit. Um, so you started with a pandemic. As a Facebook, you you switched uh, from Twitch to Facebook. Any reason for that? I never went back to face uh, Twitch after probably 2016. Mm -hmm. I tried, I don't know. It was something. I can't remember what it was about Twitch. It was just something about back then. It's different now than it was you know back then. But I don't know. I just didn't. I don't know. I don't, I can't remember. I tried a bunch of different platforms. There's Mixer, which we all know that was a debacle. I tried that for two weeks. That was a horrible experience. I'm like, this sucks. And I was not surprised it failed. It was horrible. Um, I can't remember all the different platforms that's been out there. There's a bunch of them. And there's still a ton of them out there today, but there's really only three platforms. Um, there's a bunch of these tiny ones out there that are thinking they're going to do something, but they're just copying Twitch and they're not going to go anywhere. It's a waste of time. Um, Mixer, I tried. Well, Mixer would not be a good choice in 2020. No, that was horrible. That was horrible. And then Facebook took him over. Um, no, the interface was horrible as a streamer. I tried two weeks. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing ever. It's too complicated. Um, and, but then during the pandemic, I'm like, all right, if I'm going to stream, see, I already been through the crap with streaming. I know there's haters. I know the trolls. I know all the nonsense. So mm -hmm. before I did it, I actually thought about it for a week. I'm like, do I really want to get back into this? And then I said, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to use Facebook because everybody's already in Facebook. It's the one place I had not streamed at. But if I go on Facebook, see, here's the difference between streaming on Twitch and Facebook. <laughs> you go on Twitch, none of my friends will ever know I'm over there. 
it's it's anonymous. I'm over there having a good time. My friends would never ever know. Mm-hmm. You go on Facebook, every all your family, your friends, your coworkers, everyone's gonna know about this, mm-hmm. and they will judge you by it. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, do I really want to do this? Because they really didn't think much of me back then when I did it. And if I do it now, retired, what are they gonna think? I like all oh, hell with it. So I went on there not. And I, I think I was worried about it. I went on there without wearing all this. I was not Rockman USA. I went on there as myself thinking I was rock. But I just went on there just wearing normal clothes. I'm playing SnowRunner. It just came out. And nobody watched. It was a dud. Zero. We all started zero, right? I just want to say we all started zero. We all started zero. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, this is a horrible experience. I, I knew to talk. So I'm playing and I'm talking. The only people that showed up were trolls. And hey, old man, get off there. That's all it showed up. Like, all right. So I did three days of that nonsense. Like, all right. I'm worried about what people think. That's why I'm not having fun. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to go back in the way I used to do it. So I went and got the sunglasses back out. I got, I, I used to wear a bandana. I now wear a ball cap. I said, I'm going in as my crazy self. And if people don't like it, then we won't do it. I came back. I took a day or two off. I came back. I got my stream deck all set up. I'm like, we're going to go crazy. I came back in like a hurricane. Yeah, like my, I've had laryngitis since that day. I came in there every little thing, yelling, having a great time. And just, I actually had a great time doing it. I said, I don't care what people think. All of a sudden, people started showing up. Because I probably didn't know what the hell was going on, number one. And I started doing trucker, truck sim again. Because that's what I used to do on Twitch. I said, I'm bringing back my Euro Truck Simulator. Because that's what I do. And there was American Truck Simulator. I was like, I'm going to do my trucks because that's what I do. I started going crazy. And as people fed into it, I'm like, oh, this is working. And then I doubled down, tripled down. I kept going. I hit her. Within a month, my first month of streaming, we had viewers through the roof. And the followers were flowing in. I think you were a Facebook partner within three months or something, right? Oh, yeah. It only took three months, which... Which is crazy. But on the other cool. hand... It, yeah, it was cool. But what What was the other hand? What were you going to say? Because it was, it was not good in another way. What, what, you, what were you going to say? Oh, no, no, no. Not at all. I was, I was thinking about um, when Facebook took over Mixer. That was, was that in 2020 or 2019? It was right during the pandemic. Right. Yeah, it was right. I think so. I think you really hit also a good timing. Early. Yeah, I, I think you hit a good time because you were streaming always with a schedule, right? You were on every day, um, right? Oh, yeah, every so, every single day. Yeah, so I, I did the same recipe. I knew I already knew the recipe. So I think the recipe was really good for you, especially in the beginning with Facebook when they tried to push and you know the algorithm is pushing, especially when you're on every day, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and the numbers, but what you what would what. what did you think like what wasn't good about you picking up so quickly well we definitely benefit from covid all the streamers did because mm-hmm. everyone stayed at home and netflix went up all the streaming services went through the roof everybody mm-hmm. their stocks went through the roof people like video streaming so facebook i think i don't know nobody knows the algorithm i think they just pushed out all live streams because that's what people wanted Mm-hmm. so all of us were benefiting so i mean i would be stupid to think i didn't get all these followers because of the pandemic i mean that was everybody did yeah. everybody exploded 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't just me. It was just the way it worked. I mean, they pushed pushed all of us out, but they looked for things they wanted to push out. The only bad thing was is because I had such a big back uh, background in streaming for so many years. I already had sunglasses. I already did trucking. A lot of people, and I, I, I have a lot of empathy for people like this. They did not know who I was before because I'd never streamed there before. Mm-hmm. So there were other people that uh, were doing similar things. So people perceived that I was copying them when I went into Facebook. So uh-huh. I was starting to get judged a lot because they had never seen me. I just came in like a warrior. You know, I started goofing. I mean, going crazy. I had dice. I had, I initially started with a cow head. I mean, a horse thing because that's what we used to do on Twitch. But I did not know there was a creepy horseman on Facebook. I didn't know who all the streamers were. I immediately had to switch. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm now pissing off people about a horse. So now I have a mascot of the cow. That's where the cow came from. Everything on my, my stream is now about cows and... <laughs> No, you know, that, that's how that happened. Um, a lot of little things that uh, happen on the stream are picked up from the community or I had to make quick adjustments because I did not realize the other streamer was doing it. I honestly did not know. I did not know because I'm just, I, I tend to stick to myself. I don't like to look at other streams and that because um, it can mess with your head. And then without not knowing, you could end up, replicating another streamer and not even realize it in what you say and stuff like that. So I try to stay focused. Like I have too much work to do in my own stream to worry about other people. So I know a lot of people don't think that's true, but it was coincidental on some things. I quickly changed once I realized, Oh crap, I can't be a, I can't have horses in my themes. I wasn't wearing a horse head, but if we had horsey things, I'm like, Oh crap, I can't do that anymore. I just really believe that. What's that? You really believe that? Like, um, oh no, oh, I, I trust me, I get because I, I got all the messages. You're just copying. I'm like, okay. I don't even know who this is. So hateful. I, I can't. It's interesting. oh no, it, yeah. it's interesting because so, like my gut feeling is telling me like, why why would he let other people dictate how he's entertaining or not? But there, there's so much more to it, right? There's so much, you know. Yeah, I mean, I want to be part of the community. I want right? to across. Yeah, I don't want to be a copy. I'm not a copycat, but yeah. a lot of people had no idea I had streamed yeah. all these years. I had already done this. I'd already done trucking sims. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and because it. It, it accelerates so fast, people that had been already streaming there one or two years trying to get partner, when I got partner in three months, that yeah. triggered a whole other thing. And, you know, I, you know, I don't know what to say. I mean, you know, they, they, re, they give you... They seek out the partners back then. Now they have numbers, but it is what it is. I mean, it is I didn't tell them to make me partner, but then people really got upset. Why is he getting partner? He just started a couple months ago, and we already had a hundred thousand followers by the time we hit December. How many partner. do you have now? We are five thousand away from three hundred thousand. Yeah, th- yeah. In a month, in a year right? and a half. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good job. Um, damn it! I just had a question in my mind. Forgot it. Because you were saying something. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, go ahead. <laughs> sorry. Um, you said something before uh, a minute ago about um, there's so much more for you in point of work than just going live, of course. I mean, that's that's all we know as streamers. But it's so hard right. sometimes to explain to people, you know. Because, um, I mean, streaming is probably for you like 30% of the, the work you really do. So how does the, the other 
percentage look like in your day? Um, what what else do you do? Yeah, I just did a podcast with Stone Mountain 64 the other day. He's the first partner, I believe, on Facebook. Huge mm -hmm. guy. We were talking about this same thing. People only see the stream part. People don't see that successful streamers are streamers where things seem to go well. All the stuff we do after hours. I may stream four to six hours in the morning. I start five o'clock in the morning and then around nine. I got the rest of the day. I'm doing, I'm answering all the emails. I, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm working on the next stream. I'm working on alerts. I work on my stream all day. Of course, I have the podcast I'm doing as well. Um, but you mean the money like, podcast now? The money podcast you're doing as well? Or? Yeah, the Rock and Money podcast, which makes no money. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a joke. <laughs> the money <laughs> Yeah, the money, Rock and Money podcast that has a debt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it doesn't make any money. Um, but, but there's so much work that goes into it um, and then figuring out what you're going to do and strategizing and, and that sort of thing. Um, people don't see all that. And I, I'm trying to redo my schedule so I do more VODs and stuff like that. But um, people don't see all that work. And a lot of streamers say, oh, during the pandemic, it was very common. They would see all of us doing well. Oh, I'm going to start driving a truck. I'm going to go buy me a steering wheel. I'm going to drive a truck. And then they're like, I can't get any viewers because all they're doing is going live. They don't even plan what they're going to do with the truck. They just log in like, hey, guys, where did you go drive a truck? They go drive a truck. And then nobody, people come in and out. They don't stay. Like, well, I'm doing the same thing. I'm driving a truck. But they don't understand there's a lot more to streaming than what you're seeing. You're literally producing a TV show that takes a lot of work. You have to have the personality. You have to have gimmicky things, all that other stuff. And people do not see that. YouTubers that make just regular videos, they'll tell you they're doing 18 hour days. I mean, successful ones, it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. what, what questions do you ask yourself before you go live? Like in point of planning your content? That's funny because um, Stone, Stone was laughing because I have a, um, I get up at four in the morning, I take a shower, get ready, I make my breakfast, I start making my coffee, I come down, it takes me half an hour to set up in the morning before I go live at five. I start right at five. Um, I have a checklist. So I literally don't have time. I got to do this and I load software in a certain order. I don't leave the computer on overnight. So it boots up, boot, you know, only run the software I need. So nothing crashes. So it's very super stable stream. Um, I lay out all my screens ready to go. And then I start checking all my stuff. And then if I have a few minutes because I'm running faster than normal, I'm like, or, you know, I'll like, Oh, all right. What, what, what happened last night? Is there what, I talk about because it's really a morning talk show with a truck is what I'm trying to do. So sometimes there's nothing going on to talk about. So I have to feed off the, the chat room. Mm -hmm. um, I can tell you there's many days and you'll probably laugh this where I'll wake up in the morning. I, I'll sit here before I go live. Like, I don't want to do this today. I just don't feel like it. I don't want, or I'll wake up. I'm like, I don't want to go down there and stream today. I just want to sleep in. Every creator does it. I'm like, nope, I'm going to get up. I'm going to do this. But I'm telling you, 100% of the time, when I hit that go live button on Facebook and that chat room fills up and they're just like, good morning, Rob. And they're saying good morning to each other, the whole rock squad. That everything just goes away. I'm like, I'm, I'm good to go. I am, I'm having a ball. The family is together. We're just having a ball for a couple hours. And that's all it really is. And it, the chat just moves. Mm -hmm. It's just so much fun. That's amazing. Because I do simulations, I can interact with chat more than if I'm doing 
um, Battlefield or, you know, Call of Duty or something like that, because then I'm trying not to die. But because I'm doing a simulation, it allows me to do more interaction with my chat room. So I can drive. Now I crash a lot. That's because I, I make my chat room our priority over the game. And that's, that's how... actually really entertaining when you crash. I saw a few crashes of yours <laughs> and it's like every time you make a story out of it, you know, or you're like, I'm hurt, you know, like, or something, you know, it's, 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 I, I never, before I saw you, if somebody would have told, told, somebody told me, you know, I'm, you know, doing truck simulator, I would have said like, okay, <laughs> driving a truck sounds fun, you know? in real life um no yeah exactly right but uh you make it fun you really make it entertainment so guys if you have never seen a stream of him i really recommend just give it a try this this dude is so entertaining from the beginning to the end and this is the thing as well when you start a stream and i think very streamers or maybe starting out or asking themselves you know how can i be better or whatever i think just watching the first minute or two of your stream People can learn a lot from that because you're there. It's like what you said. You turn, you, you use that button and then you go live and immediately you are there, you know, and you're taking yeah. everyone in and you're talking and engage with them. Um, I, I want to clarify just to tell you're totally right. But how but, I stream on Facebook is not how I would stream if I was on Twitch. You have to stream. The biggest thing I can add on to that is whatever platform you're on, you do exactly what the platform wants you to do. How would, you do it on Twitch, you, How would you do it on Twitch? Uh, I don't know if Twitch has a best practices page, but Facebook Gaming has a list on oh. Facebook Gaming of best practices. And they give you a list of what to do and what not to do. I guarantee you 90% of the streamers that aren't doing well aren't doing any of that stuff on that page. If they would do... I didn't even know that it, there is that page. <laughs> if they would that. do the list that Facebook tells them what to do, because they want you to succeed. If they, you do well... Yeah, they, they earn, of course. They, they that's earn. an ad-based platform, right? So if you do well, they want you to do well. But people have so much negativity on Facebook. Yes. Do they have, Are they perfect? No. Do they have problems? Yes. But they want you to succeed. The list is right there. 100% of the streamers that come to me asking for help, I will like, all right, are you doing everything Facebook tells you? Yes, fine. Show me your page. I always ask them a question before I look at their page. Then I go look at the page. Within seconds, I can see they're not doing what Facebook told them to do. I said, hey, I need you to go to this page, do everything Facebook told you to do, and then come back to me. 100% of them never come back to me because they want me to just tell them what to do. And I gave them a list, but they don't want to make those changes. The mm -hmm. very first thing they have on the page, is don't have a countdown timer when you start your stream on Facebook. That's the very first thing on their list. And I see all these brand new streamers hmm. because they see Twitch people do it. Now, Twitch people, that's different. There's no algorithm over there, right? It's not a social network. So yeah, the alerts go out and you wait for people to come in. That's different. Facebook, that recording, what you just said about me watching me in the first minute. The reason why I go right into it, why Stone Mountain goes right into it, everybody goes right into the game, is because that video is now a video on the platform that as people take their phone and scroll, they see whatever the very first thing is they see on there. If they see a countdown timer, they move on. If they see some idiot with sunglasses and a cow, they stop. Like, what the hell is this? What's that truck doing or whatever like that? Yeah, you can trim off the front part of it. 
it's like a TikTok video, right? You're going through TikTok and what you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. I get it. I, I, yeah. I totally, you blow my mind. I know now what I do wrong on Facebook. That's the <laughs> on the list. And another thing out there, you got to keep talking. I can't tell you how many times I scroll, I look at streamers with no viewers and they're not even talking. If you have no viewers, you need to talk as if there's a hundred people in the room. I don't care. Just, just narrate what you're doing. I don't care. You got to keep talking. <sighs> at least I started zero. <laughs> I mean, all these things are right there on the list. Mm -hmm. But remember, this is Facebook. Yeah, a lot of things work on Twitch too, but the countdown timer, yeah, you don't do that. But they see people on YouTube or, or Twitch doing countdown timers, say, bring it over to Facebook, mm -hmm. when that's the number one thing you don't do. Mm -hmm. And I see them all over the place. Yeah. Title screens, all this stuff. Yeah, get rid of the title screens, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. What else What else do you see? What streamers do could do better <laughs> or do wrong? I like talking about other streamers. Oh, okay. So, um, audio, mm -hmm. in my opinion, and many others, audio is the number one thing. People think it's video. It's audio. If it, the sound does not sound good, nobody wants to see it. Now, granted it's muted when you're going through on Facebook or Twitch or wherever, but your sound has got to be pristine. Your sound effects have to be leveled out. My mix. I've learned this from radio. I'm surprised how many streamers don't have the final broadcast mix in their headphones. They're wearing these stupid headphones. I mean, I'm wearing stupid headphones, but they only have the final mix in their head. Like what I hear is what you hear. So when I have the game or like, how many times have you heard a streamer say, hey guys, is that game too loud? You shouldn't have to ask that question. You should hear it. You should hear the mix that they hear. Like the sound effects, is that too loud? Is that music too loud? You should know if that's, what does it sound like to you? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, on your XLR, your broadcast mix should be coming in your head, not the game or a lot of people just have the game going in their head, which, you know, I get that from radio. The DJs, the radio talk show guys, they hear themselves in the headset, which is why I use this headset as opposed to any other wireless headset because you get that latency and you can't, people stumble because they have a latency. They can't, they don't want to hear themselves. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. ask that question. But this is the Steel Series is the only one that does not have latency. By the way, I'm not sponsored by Steel Series. I'm just telling you a fact. This is one of the only headsets that doesn't have any latency in it. Which is why I like these. I normally don't wear head. Uh, I prefer wired headphones. Like, oh, really? Um, yeah, these are Biodynamics. Mm -hmm. uh, Ninja, a lot of these people use these nicer headphones. These are studio headphones. They're not gamer headphones. Yeah. But I would prefer to have wired. Good German quality. Like, but the problem is my steering wheel, it's tangled up with a cord. So I had to switch over and get me a wireless set when I do uh, driving. Yeah. So that's where I end up with these. So. But agree with the audio. I think the audio is really, uh, most people don't think about how important it is because many times from, for myself, when I'm watching streams, I'm sometimes I'm too busy to just watch a stream, but I want to listen to that person, you know? So that's exactly what you're saying. So I want to listen to that person. I can't watch the stream, but I'm listening basically. But if you, if you don't have good audio, it really is not that fun. And as a result of that, a number of my people, because I'm on early morning, I am their morning talk show. They listen to me in their car as they go to work. You see. And that ended up being a side effect, which I never thought would happen. I have truckers that listen to me in their truck as they're driving. They're not watching. They just want to hear all yeah. this stuff. So I read as much of the chat as I can. We talk about a lot of things. I just mm -hmm. keep it rolling. So it's turned out to be kind of that kind of format. Mm -hmm. So it what comes. else? Audio is important. What else? Lighting. 
You can take the cheapest, crappiest webcam and make it look good if you get light on it, on you, get the lighting up and running. You know, lighting is a big deal. That one, what that side effect is your video ends up being better. Your webcam ends up being better. Yeah, so you can take a regular LiveShack C920. You don't have to go out and buy these Sony DSLRs. I mean, I'm not saying that's bad. Yeah, but people, yeah. new streamers go out and buy these big expensive Nikons because they see, oh, well, Soda Poppin's got one. I got to do that. I got to do what Soda Poppin does or something like that. So they go buy all this stuff, even though they don't know why they need it. They buy a certain microphone because they saw someone else has it. Well, that's what streamers have, but they don't even know what they're doing with it. Like, you know, all these people have Shure SM7B microphones, the black one. Mm-hmm. 50% of them are using them incorrectly. They'll have them like this. They're talking to the side. These microphones are designed to talk into the top of it. So I laugh when I see all these people because it's a common radio station microphone. You got it. Actually, I'm kind of using this incorrectly. You're supposed to talk to it directly in. This is a high LPR 40 is what I use, but same thing. So people are buying equipment only because they see someone with it. But, you know, it's not really the right thing that they should use for themselves. But that's a typical humor thing. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, most people, most people buy stuff and then they don't use it correctly or don't even try to figure out how to use it correctly, I think, right? And they put it on a credit card thinking they're going to make a bunch of money as a streamer. Now they have the debt on, see, the rock and the way part, see. Now they're in debt making it, paying interest on that thing, thinking, oh, no, I'm, I was going to get bits. I was going to get stars, all this stuff. I use mm-hmm. different platforms and now they're starting to get desperate. So now they start going to other chat rooms, trying to get people to come over to see them. They do all these tactics that are annoying and really, um, you know, offensive to other streamers because now they're getting desperate because they bought all this stuff that they shouldn't have bought in the first place. And the ultimate thing is they're going to just, when you start getting to that desperate level, you should just stop streaming and sell your stuff because you are done. You're done. There's a point where I think you cross the line. Like, yeah, you're beyond recovery because you're now not going to do it. You're not looking in the mirror and blame your, or they start blaming the platform. Twitch sucks. Facebook sucks. You know, uh, why do I not have yours? It's Facebook's fault. That's what they start doing. I mean, all this stuff. Uh, the algorithm's broken, all this nonsense. No, the algorithm's not broken. You're not doing what they told you to do. And you're not looking in the mirror and taking full responsibility for your stream. You got me on a soapbox. <laughs> No, I'm just thinking what you're saying. Like, also a lot of times I hear people complaining about like other people are not supporting him or her enough, you know, and they are relying a lot from to the outside, you know. Um, and and I think this is also part of being healthy while streaming because if you if you always look to the outside and not focusing on within, it's it makes you well unhappier, I guess, also as well. Yeah. Um, instead of taking responsibility. Do you think that's a big problem that streamers don't take responsibility for their own or t- don't take ownership for their own actions in point of view? 100%. 100%. You know Gary V, right? Gary Vaynerchuk? Yes. I know him. But he says the same exact thing. He preaches that same exact thing. You are responsible for 100% of everything going on. Whether you have, uh, you know, your, your news feed has a bunch of, get rid of that, that news feed crap. Your mom is calling you talking about politics. Say, I don't want to talk about your mom. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you, I mean, you are 100% responsible for everything going on. If you're not happy, take responsibility. Remember, the five people you hang out with the most are the mm-hmm. ones. If they're not the people that are bringing you, lifting you up and improving you, you need to get rid of them. Get five more friends. There's 8 billion people on this planet. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. You'll find more than friends. 100%. Choose. Everything that goes on, if you're having a bad day, it's 100% your fault. 100%. Usually ice cream fixes it, chocolate. What, what's your perfect morning look like? Sleeping in, which I've not done in 19 months. I've streamed every single day for 19 months. Even on Christmas morning, I was streaming at 5 a.m. in the morning. I would love to sleep in one day, Rock Squad. They're in the chat room right now. <laughs> one day. I said, guys, this summer, I will not be streaming every day. I will be taking a few days off eventually. But now the perfect morning? You mean as far as my stream? No, you, Crack Loki. Me? I don't know. I'm in a good place right now. I'm, I'm just happy. It took me a while to figure out how to take responsibility for everything. Like I am really good at disconnecting from people that are just plain. Where's my, where's my sensor button? <laughs> and people, if people want to be jerks, Hey, snip. Goodbye. You can come back when you grow up and, and be sensible, but no, I'm very good about getting rid of nonsense. I wish I had done this. You switched topics. We were in the morning. <laughs> but it's true though because your your morning dictates the rest of the way your day is going to be right Right. so if you have something bad going if the news is bugging you turn it off just make your day the best day ever talking about you waking up you're not going and are you waking up and actually looking you know for news or text the first thing you do nah now i've taken a shower and i have it's part of my routine i have a set routine for the first hour before I hit go live. All right. So I don't have routine. time. Let's let's it. talk about that routine then. <laughs> I get up. Yes. I grumble about going to stream. <laughs> Actually, I do pick up my phone. I do pick up my phone um, and briefly just check. Do I have any messages? Blah, blah, blah. Did anything happen overnight? And then because I have a Google Pixel phone, um, you swipe over this way. So you, the news that I want, because Google knows what I want. I, mm-hmm. What are the top news stories? Like nothing bad happened overnight. Okay, cool. That's a big, I used to be a social media manager at at CBS radio. And so before you go stream, you want to make sure you don't say something bad that, you know, this has happened to many brands out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I do need to make sure whatever I talk about, something related did not happen bad overnight, or that could be destroy you. So I need to make sure I just scan real quick, take a shower, come down the kitchen, start making my coffee, make a little breakfast, take all my stuff, go down to my streaming desk, pop it down. Boot up, light, light, go ex, you know, my Elgato lights, you know, all mm-hmm. the stuff. Everything boots up. I log in. I get the new word from our, we do a giveaway every month. We give away a VR headset every month. Cool. So we have a daily code, just like a radio station. We have that. So I got to get that entered in there, have that updated. I boot up um, OBS. I get everything done. I, you know, get the Facebook code to put in OBS that pops up and says their name for the stars. I do all that stuff. Uh, boot up the game, make sure I frame out the truck the way I want it to be as soon as I start the stream. I frame it out like a TV show. I make sure the right look is there. Make sure my camera is, you know, in the right place. I pull down my my green screen, which is behind me. It's up in the ah, ceiling. So you're really very precise about the oh, very yeah. first frame. Even I learned that from radio, there. watching radio shows. And uh, I also took one of those, uh, hmm. I took a course in broadcasting at the local, um, what they call public access TV station. I signed up for one of those courses and you get to learn how to make a TV show of the whole thing, green screens, all that stuff, how they do the news desk, all that kind of stuff. Your light just died. Again, <laughs> the second time. I don't know. What well, I learned from public access, how to make a TV show 
if I were to do a public access TV show here in America, and you get to do all the stuff, the set design, the the, the audio, the art, music, all that stuff. They have one room that's nothing but green. The desk is green. The chair is green. That mm-hmm. way you can make your virtual desk and all that. So it was me taking that course. That way, all this information, I could kind of use it here on my own. Whatever. Yeah, just, Nobody yeah. needs to add. <laughs> no more purple uh, Twitch color in the back. Um, but as I got uh, money from stars, I reinvested 100% into my stream. That Then I got better green screen. I, the bigger go XLR, I upgrade as I go. And unless I need it, I don't buy it. it does it really improve my, my stream or is it something that I have to force myself to make my stream better? You know what I'm saying? So I'm very careful about what I buy. And so I keep my stream super streamlined. The more equipment, the more things go wrong, like you're late. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I keep it super streamlined so I can have fun and not have to worry about things breaking or a stream going offline. Uh, that's very cool. That's very interesting. Very streamlined. Um, what what character traits do you have that led to your success as a streamer, which you think other streamers should have or gain if they don't have that? I've learned a lot of skills over time that somehow converged in to make make it easier for me to do this, like. Uh, working at a real radio station, a major one. Like first, I volunteered on a radio show, and everyone, and the other radio shows wanted me to do that. And then I was able to go in there and learn how they do. I know broadcast radio is not the same as streaming, but there's a lot of things that you can pull from that that will actually work. And CBS actually hired me to do social media management because I was very good at social media management. This is in the mid 2000s, um, when podcasting was first starting with Apple. I had to convince CBS radio to let me take the talk shows and turn them into podcasts. They thought I was at the execs in New York city thought I was out of my mind. Like, why would we do that? I'm like, no, I can take portions of the radio show and put it on Apple iTunes and people can download it. They're like, why would someone in California care about our show here in Washington, DC? I'm like, I'm like, and then they're worried about advertisers. This is all, this is old school. Mm-hmm. I said, no, you could put ads actually in the podcast. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, but let's see what happens. They said, they said, nobody's going to listen to it. Only live radio people don't want to listen to a radio show that's recorded. So I did that and I still have my screenshots because they were watching how the Washington DC area was doing these podcasts. This is after Howard Stern. You know who Howard mm-hmm. Stern is? Yeah. Howard Stern had just left uh infinity broadcasting which now cbs radio went to serious wow. radio so cbs was in a panic they brought david lee roth on to be there and they just hired me on there i did not know howard was leaving till my first day at, at cbs radio in washington and i'm the social media guy for all the radio stations and that morning i hear david lee roth on there in this free fm <laughs> thing. So i'm like where'd howard stern go oh yeah he left so now you have to do a social media management of this new radio. I didn't know what, anyway, um, I posted these podcasts. So podcasting was my idea. And I post them and then son of a gun, if you went to a talk radio in iTunes, all the, all the shows that were at Washington DC were number one across the board, every single one. And I beat out everybody, every other podcast on their own talk radio. And then they started freaking out up in New York. 
And then they wanted me to leave the fire department, come to New York, but I, I declined and I quit. You did that all beside the fire, fire department work. Yeah, the benefit was the, at the time, the home office for CBS Radio, where a lot of this was coming out, was called WJFK. It was actually based in the county, right in the center of the county. I worked in the fire department, and we work 10 days a month average, 24-hour days, so we get our hours in quick. So on my days off, I would drive right to the radio station and do that stuff. And then they they would, because they know I would work on at home and at the fire station while I'm yeah. at, you know, they were very flexible because I, I was doing really well and they liked it because they were freaking out. Like I said, Howard Stern had just left it. This was helping them a lot with the advertisers. And that's again, I, I love that you see opportunities and you're, you're not freaking out. You're jumping right in there and then even trying to, you know, implement new ideas and new stuff there. I, I love that. I love that. Focus it drives yeah. people crazy though. Trust me. It drives people crazy because they don't want to take the risk. They don't so want to take what? the risk. So I know. Yeah. I, I love it. We have a question in here, chat. Guys, a reminder again, if you guys have any questions for uh, Walkland USA here, please just put them in the chat. Uh, Focus Streaming here wants to know, uh, what do you use to mix or process your audio? Okay. I used to do radio station stuff, like have uh, a vocal enhancer, a regular mixer, all this stupid electronic. Again, too many cables and too wires things, to go yeah. wrong. And I don't know why, but it wasn't until last year I took the stars I got from the community to buy Go XLR. Mm -hmm. Why the hell did I not buy a Go XLR so much earlier? That one thing has greatly simplified my entire life. Once you know how to use it, um, I just I just leave it on. I never turn the damn thing off. I boot up, everything runs through that now. And mm -hmm. that has helped me out a lot. Mm -hmm. Go XLR. I don't have any other enhancers whatsoever. I, I, I prefer this mic over a Shure F. I used to have a Shure F7B years ago. I sold it. I switched to this one because I went out to California, um, a business trip, and I went, I don't know if you know who Leo Laporte is. Twit.tv, they, they've been streaming for years. He's a big podcaster, but they do a lot of tech-related live video streaming 24 hours a day. And he used to be on tech TV okay. years ago on the on regular cable TV. Um, but I was on, I was sitting in his office as he did his radio show. He's uh, syndicated across the United States. And then he took me on a tour and showed me all the equipment. This is what they use. And he swears by these over the shore SM7B and they're geeky. They have a lot of people from Silicon Valley. They're right. They're located right outside Silicon Valley. And they, uh, they get a lot of brainiacs through there. So I, I gobbled up all that information that can make streaming better. And I'm now finally implementing all that stuff. But the Go XLR to answer a question, which a lot of streamers have, that's what I use. And I wish I had bought this thing years ago. Um, it's 600 bucks. But oh my God, the stress-free life of that thing. Just plug your mic in the back of it. Um, it's a little wonky set up at first. Um, Chris Hello. Oh. What's his name? I can't remember the guy. Uh, um, Alpha Gaming. Alpha uh, Gaming. Harris, Harris Heller. Harris Heller. Mm -hmm. So he has a great video on how to set it up. And I use that video to set mine up and it works perfect. So. Yeah. And then I go from I, there. I actually but. bought it and I had to send it back because it doesn't work with Mac. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm on a Windows PC. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I know. I need to switch to a PC eventually. But right now, I just don't have the money for it. So I'm I'm stuck on my iMac here. But I mean, yeah, it's, that, yeah. It is and Harris Tower is the best one for of all the ones out there. I think his is the best in setting up. It's an old video, but it works great. You, you got to check out Pan here. He has really, really good tutorials as well. Okay, cool. He's really has really. I don't know if Pan ever made one on on the XLR actually, um, but you can let us know, Pan. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were actually two other questions here. Uh, until what age do you plan to stream? Until what age do you plan to stream? <laughs> That's a funny question. That is a funny. I question. joke about I'm gonna do this from my nursing home bed, so. I think that's not we'll, a bad We'll be idea. doing hologram streaming or something by that point. I don't know what we'll be doing. We'll be in, I don't know if we'll, what this metaverse crap is going to be at that point, but who knows where we're going. But um, I'm going to do this for a while. I may not be like full time. Uh, I do <laughs> need to do better at making videos and producing VODs more for okay. YouTube uh, and not stream so much because that's really the correct way of doing it. I'm doing it really the wrong way. Yeah, you need to get more content out, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I know I'm not doing it, but I have so much fun with my community. I mean, mm -hmm. like legit. Mm -hmm. I, my day is so much better when I get to wake up and start my day with, I'm not making this up. I, they make my day and my whole rest of the day is still available. And uh, I just have fun. I, it would be weird. I would wake up one morning like, okay, I'm not going to stream tomorrow morning. Tomorrow I'll sleep in. I'm not going to be able to sleep in. Are you kidding me? I mean, oh, man, I could be down there streaming. Talking about community, that, you know? I mean, there's nothing bad about it, you know? I, I know. Feeling, I have the feeling you still feel not 100% good about it somehow because of whatever reason, social, you know, pressure, whatever it is. But well, I, I think in the end, if if that makes you happy, shouldn't that be enough? Well, I because I left two good jobs, good retirement gigs to do this, I'm kind of forced to do it now because I'll, I left some fun stuff to now do this. So I'm like, if I can't just stop this now, mm -hmm. I, okay, here's a tidbit. They all know in the chat room, this is going to blow your mind. You ready for this? Yes. You are, you've already researched. You probably don't know about this one thing that I used to do. Did you go to my Instagram account? Yes. What did did I you see me there? doing another job on the Instagram account? I can't remember that? right now. Mm-mm. Two was it two years ago? Three years ago. Okay, I was working for Marriott, Marriott Hotels. The headquarters is right here in my neighborhood, right? Okay. And so I worked in fire protect uh, fire protection. I would go out as a they have a lot of retired firefighters. We go out and we we inspect hotels and resorts all across North America, the Caribbean. So I got to fly every day on airplanes, mm -hmm. five days a week, and I loved it. And we mm -hmm. got. We guys spend 150 bucks a day on on meals. It was a great gig, mm -hmm. and you get to stay in these great hotels. For some reason, I had to. I kept getting courtyards, which is not that great, but occasionally I get the resort. Okay, um, but I chose to fly on Southwest Airlines every single time because I prefer Southwest. I live in the Washington D.C. area. Baltimore BWI Airport is like 90 percent Southwest. I can get to anywhere on Southwest Airlines here in the States. Mm -hmm. So as I'm flying on Southwest one time, the flight tent, some guy comes up, he's got his uh, apron on. He's got like police badges and little things. You're, they're allowed to be a little more lax than other airlines. He goes, oh, I'm a retired FBI agent. I'm like, wait a minute. What are you doing this for? He goes, oh, this is great. 
I said, dude, I'm a retired fireman. She goes, hey, come to the back and plane. I'm going to talk to you about this. So I go in the back of the airplane. He goes, hey, man, this is the greatest gig ever. He goes, there's a bunch of cops and firemen doing this. They're flight attendants. I'm like, what? So he told me all of it. I'm like, he goes, man, you got to do, do this. So I signed up to be a flight attendant at Southwest. And they love it when military, fire, and police on it. Because if anything goes wrong, yeah. we, don't, we don't put up with anything on the airplane. They love it when we're on the plane. Because yeah. we'll take, we'll, yeah, you're on the safest planes ever. So they got me in. I went down, took the training. I was a flight attendant for a year and a half before. But then the pandemic screwed up everything. If it weren't for the pandemic, I'd still be on those airplanes right now. I was a flight attendant. Do you I miss like it? That. Huh? Do you miss it? I actually do. It was great. That was a great gig. The pilots loved that I was a retired firefighter because they're retired military. A lot of these guys flew fighter jets. Now they're flying mm-hmm. 737s, right? Mm-hmm. I got up in the cockpit. All I was like a kid <laughs> on a little fire, you know, a little kid in a fire truck. I'm in the cockpit of 737s all the time. Do you what have, the come up there? You also uh, you learn how to fly right now. Do you have your license already? Are you finished? I just you? started learning how. To, I'm working on my pilot license. You're so still, I figured. Oh yeah, you're still on it. I thought you had I, it maybe already. Uh, my happy place is being in the sky. I love being on airplanes. It's something about looking out the window, seeing clouds. That's why I love business travel. And then I did the flight attendant thing. It was just fun being up in in the sky. You're away from all the nonsense, right? I'm like, okay, crap. Now I'm a gamer. I'm streaming. How can I get back up there? So I'm now taking a pilot license. I'm going to, I got my student, my learner's permit, and I just finished ground school mm-hmm. and I topped the class. And now I'm getting ready to start doing my flight hours. And so, yeah, I'm, uh, and I'm going to start streaming. I think that's also good for vlogs, yeah. uh, for, for vlogs, you know? Yeah. So that's going to be a lot of great content for YouTube, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because I, I've now been, I don't know if you can see this thing. This is my new wheel stand, which has all the radio stacks, everything that works with Flight Simulator. And then I use my iPad, which has the same software I'm using the airplane in real life. I can hook all this up and then I can talk on a virtual air traffic controller network that's on the internet called VATSIM. Mm-hmm. So I can actually put on my headset. I can put on this headset, bring down the microphone. I can actually talk to an air traffic controller, a real, you know, a real person and fly virtually. And I can practice all of my procedures that I will on a real plane. And the, the instructors in the past, they would say that was stupid. Now they love that because you end up being a better student. It takes you less time mm-hmm. in flight hours. Uh, so it'll actually save me money in the long run, even That's though cool. this costs money. But this is gonna be brand new content that I'm gonna stream, and my community keeps bugging. When are you gonna fly the airplanes? When are you gonna start doing flight simulators? So nice, nice, nice. So Definitely anyway. looking forward to see that. Uh, we had two questions in chat, but um, but we are picking up the second one first because it's still on the topic. So crazy question. I think this is from Pan. What is the best way non-military to get into being a flight attendant? Oh man, it is okay. It's very difficult to get hired. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, <laughs> yeah. At any, at any airline, um, Southwest Airlines, I can only speak for them. They'll usually get 30,000 applicants. It opens up and it closes within hours because their server gets bogged down. All the flight tents in North America want to work at Southwest. So they get a lot of flight tents from other ones and then new people are going. They prefer to have flight tents that are brand new that know nothing. They don't, they would prefer to have you over a flight tent from United. Nothing gets United, but. They can mold you the way they want, and you're not bringing, you know, 
United stuff over there that that's now how they do it because mm -hmm. they're totally different airlines. It's a very relaxed airline. I didn't have to wear suits. I didn't have to wear ties. I can wear a polo shirt. It's perfect for me because I ain't wearing no tie in mm -hmm. retirement. So um, you literally apply for it. You have to get on the list. Join join uh, Facebook groups or just search flight attendant. You'll find the ones with all brand new and they're the ones that let you know when your airlines in your country are are hiring. So um, Southwest just did a whole thing because they a bunch of retirees left and they have a ton of positions filled and they're already running as many classes as they can. The training, at least for Southwest, is in Dallas. They have their own university and it is the most incredible experience I'd ever been through in my life. I had no idea. They have a real 737 chopped and sitting inside of a classroom and they cut out the side so the instructors they all the seats everything in there you can serve drinks you do the whole mm -hmm. thing cool. they can make it catch on fire they can have someone do things that they're not supposed to do on an airplane you know mm -hmm. moms whatever and you got to handle the whole thing they can have a drunk pastor this you got to do the whole thing and they can monitor the whole thing they can just use an ipad and make it this happen make that happen uh whatever uh it was it was a crazy. I mean, you're, you're not even allowed to take pictures of this because a lot of it's secret stuff yeah. that they don't want bad guys know what we know. But I can assure you, you are safe on an airplane. I will tell you that. <laughs> Damn, that's nice. My goal, my goal, this is the strangest goal. And I don't work there. I, can say, I wanted to take someone out. I wanted to say, I, I wanted someone to be so unruly. I had to take them out. They call it eliminate the threat. I used other words, but they said, yeah, we don't call it that. We call it eliminate the threat. I'm like, well, I'd like to eliminate the threat. They never, I never got a chance to do that. But Damn it. I know. Damn it. <laughs> Wanted to be on the news that, yeah, this flight tent eliminated the threat and everybody was safe, <laughs> but it never happened. Everybody was too nice. So hmm. well, yeah, maybe next no, slide. No, you maybe really need slide. to just join some groups and, and be alert to when the sign up. And as soon as that, when that time opens, like, application starts at 5 p.m you need to be in there like refreshing that page and get in there and and get it time stamped because they go in the order of the time stamp of the application because they're not going to go to number twenty thousand and look at you they're going from application one and starting there if you're way at the bottom they may never get to you mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so super interesting thank you um there was another question i can't see it anymore but i think it was from jay bird or I think it was Jaber. Somebody asked, like, and I wanted to ask something similar. It was about toxicity. You said also you have to deal with a lot of toxicity on Facebook. And I think it's probably it's also probably a thing. The bigger you get, you know, the more haters you get. Um, does that bother you at all? Are there bad days, good days? How do you deal with the stress from the outside, basically? It I think the benefit of being 59, I don't care. When you turn, probably when you turn 50, your care level is like about that. You don't care. Like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. The only thing that it does, it, it bugs me that streamer, other streamers listen to rumors that are created because people just don't like me because I'm older or whatever. Or I had to ban somebody, so they want to go spread nonsense, which isn't true. And then streamers listen to that, and they don't want to confront me and... Yeah, I just wish a lot of more streamers would would not listen to nonsense, which isn't true, and actually, you know, you know, come come to me, talk to me, you know, let's let's you know. So there's some streamers that listen to nonsense that's not true. So you you know, no matter what platform you're on, if you ban somebody for a purely legit reason, 
are you really think they're gonna go somewhere else and say why they got banned no can you believe this guy banned me bye and they'll make up some nonsense which is not true but they did this and this, this and mm-hmm. there was a damn good reason why they got banned but that's not how it works we all know that so other streamers will listen to that. yeah that guy's a jerk yeah i heard that from someone else too but they have never ever talked to them ever so they don't know anything about me but they listen to nonsense and this this happened a lot on blog tv where viewers in chats like to create drama this happened on justin tv back in the day i don't know if it's still going on on twitch or whatever it's like they want to create their own soap opera so viewers will go between chat rooms and create drama to get streamers to go at each other and they would feed on that um that was really popular on blog tv it didn't start in the beginning but as the years were going on uh that started around so i learned to stay out of drama really quick but that was a big comment i think that's still going on now in just different way um and, and newer streamers are falling in it falling for the bait and they're just you know it's it's a retaliation type thing that goes yeah. on uh that viewers do and then streamers fall into it by believing everything they're being told when it's totally not true yeah i wish that stuff wasn't going on other than that um as far as a troll coming in i get the hey old man get a job get a real job and all that stuff i'm the one guy that can say um i'm retired buddy when when are you going to work today i don't like to boast that i'm retired but they picked on the one streamer that can actually say um i'm actually retired mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't have to work but and you did your job the <laughs> yeah but, but there's nothing wrong with this person being a content creator full-time. Um, but that's a common one. Hey, old man, blah, 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 all that nonsense. Or, you know, or, hey, stop driving that truck, get a real truck, you know, all that kind of nonsense. But we're just having fun. That's all mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't bug me. Yeah, I mean, it has nothing to do with you also. When I- you're 30 years older, you'll understand. You're too young to understand this. But when you get older, you won't care. <laughs> Your yeah. level's like very small um i like that um one philosophical question if you would go back in time let's say let's say actually to the 80s let's say when you were in your 20s is there anything you would tell your younger self what you would do differently in general whatever it is you know i never had I worked as soon as I turned 14. I've never really had, I've really never not worked. So I think, I think I got that from my dad. So he had a very high work ethic. Like he, he was an architect, but he had also a home office where he would on weekends, he's in there drawing, doing his buildings, designing buildings at home. You know, so I think I pick up on that. So I think my work ethic is strong because of that. And my poor kids, they're strong workers. So I, I feel I feel sorry. I should apologize to them because they probably work hard because I do it and my dad did it. It just keeps going on because you replicate what you're you're around. Um, but they see it works. It's successful. Um, I don't know. I've never had. I wish I had more personal time because once I started the fire department, yeah, personal time kind of went away. You know, and that was at age 24. When I was already doing college. I worked. I was in college working at Radio Shack. I worked at a private ambulance also at the same time. I've always had multiple jobs. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know why I keep doing this to myself. But um, so streaming is just a natural thing that that works for me. 
because it just keeps me busy. It really is multiple jobs if you think about all the different things you have to do. So to me, it's it's just natural. I, I was like born for it. I just didn't realize all the skills I would pick up over time, even working at Radio Shack or being online since 82. I never thought being on CompuServe with a stupid email address that I can't remember. It was all numbers at CompuServe.com and all this stuff that all this would evolve to where we're sitting here. I'm mm-hmm. able to talk to you overseas um, and we're playing in video real time in 4K. I mean, I, I would have never thought uh, the internet is so much easier now than what it used to be, you know, instead dial ups and all this stuff. And I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. It's just been always busy. As as well, you already work, answered it. You said you wish you had probably more personal time or, or I guess, but more socialized. I, but in, in a way, I, I guess your fire, um, the other firemen were also your family, right? But yeah, because you're, you're living them. You can't leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't leave. You're there for 24 hours. So, um, there's a lot of uh, personalities that just don't work or whatever, like, and you're busy and you rely on each other. Mm-hmm. When everything goes bad, you know, are they going to have your back or not? You know, mm-hmm. and we work together as a team. You're literally like a sports team mm-hmm. where everybody has their job and if, you know, everybody better do their job or it just doesn't work. So, um, you know, they were my family and then you have your home family. So, you know, that's the way the fire department is. You know, I cook, I cook dinner for everybody and people would take turns and, we play practical jokes all day when we're not, you know, mm-hmm. idle firefighters are not a good thing. I can tell you that. There's a lot of things that go on in the firehouse. So. <laughs> well, some is okay. Last question about the fire, <laughs> the fire, right, right. firefighter thing. But is there, is there any is there any fun story that uh, stood out to you right now? Because you said it. So is there any fun story that that is in your mind where you say like, man, this was really this. I don't know. This makes me laugh. This makes me smile about it. Like, uh, yeah, I I'm, I, I've told this to my audience once before. I'm gonna keep this very generic, and you guys can figure out what's really going on. Because we're on Twitch. <laughs> no, because <laughs> I don't know who's listening. I went, no, no, we're not. No, because trust just me, Facebook. Just kidding. Just yeah, kidding. yeah, no, no. Um, <laughs> I ran a paramedic call for a woman who had stomach pain. Okay. So we run the call. Normally, they send a fire truck with us. And this is what I was very much. So we get there. We walk in. And she's a younger woman. And I was like, all right, so what's going on today? You know, it's the middle of the night. You know, you're already tired. You're like, oh, crap. Why? You know, what's going on? Because she's, she's younger. What's, what could possibly be going on? You need 911. She goes, well, my, I have a lot of pain. I'm like, all right, how's long has it been going? Well, she goes, it just started like half an hour ago. Well, what were you doing before? Because these are standard questions if you're a nurse or doctor. Well, what were you doing before that? You know, did you eat mm-hmm. something? She goes, well, I don't know how to answer that question. We're like, well, what's wrong? Because it's, we're tired. We're like, what is going on? I mean, okay. do you just want to go, you want to ride to the hospital? A lot of people call 911 in America because mm-hmm. they just want to ride. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what? She goes, put your, put your hand on my stomach. I'm like, why am I going to do this? I put my hand on her stomach. And it's, it's like vibrating. What like, did she swallow? No, she didn't swallow anything. Hold okay. on. I'm trying to keep it generic. Okay. Like, what the heck? I said, what is that? She goes, she was using something um, and it, it got stuck up inside. And the battery hasn't died yet. Okay, I know. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and she can't get it out. Well. 
So, yeah. So it's still vibrating. And she was so embarrassed that she had to call 911 for this, but she didn't know what to do. So we took her to the hospital. And then, of course, I have to call the nurse. You know, everybody ever watches emergency, they, they call Rampart. This is Squad 51. So I have to actually call the nurse and tell them because they need to know where to put this patient. So I have to tell another woman, like, yeah, um, we have this. <laughs> and I didn't do it on the radio because then everybody's hearing it on the radio because people can listen. So I had to call on a cell phone. I'm like, you know, hey, this is what's going on. And she wouldn't, re- the nurse wouldn't respond. I think she was laughing. I don't think she, she knew what to do. So <laughs> that was one of my stranger calls. But um, yeah. And of course, firefighters do not go back to the firehouse and tell the story to everybody. Like, I would never go on a live stream and tell the story either. But, yeah, I went back, and everyone thought I was lying at the breakfast table the next morning. I said, you will not believe the call we had last night. <laughs> and, of course, it just spread. Yeah, of bit. course. I mean. Of course. Is that what you were looking for? Probably yeah, not. Yeah, that was, no, but that was. <laughs> I I mean, I think it's a it's a good bedtime story. <laughs> Yeah, bedtime story. Yeah, that that would that would work. Yeah, where's my laugh track? And at least it's there there <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Oh my god, thank you so much for sharing this. Um, I, I didn't mean to make you blush. Sorry, but you asked the questions. Why? I could need some color. <laughs> um, well, I have one question about Facebook again. I think Beard asked before something like, "Is is Facebook that bad?" I um. Honestly, I, I I would just say it now because I, I, it's not that bad. It's on every platform you have haters and you have toxicity. I don't think Facebook is any different from Twitch or YouTube oh. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I have a question about Facebook because on Twitch, um, there's a lot of problems with bans. You know, on YouTube, we have a lot of shadow bans and ban issues right now. How is it on Facebook for you? Are you ever worried about uh, doing something wrong to get banned or anything? How is the pressure on Facebook as a streamer? I... Well, I keep my stream PG-13 anyway. I mean, it's a 13, every website's a 13 website. I keep mm-hmm. it generic, and we have actually, like, kids that watch my stream. So if I do talk about anything adult, it's kind of like Disney code, where mm-hmm. the parents can figure it out, and they're laughing, but the kids have no idea what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But then again, some of my moderators was like, oh, the kids know. <laughs> the kids know. But I keep it generic. So I don't, I don't play music. I don't care if it's copyright-free or not. I really don't care. I mean, what? I don't know what the point would be. So I don't really, I try and stay away from that. Or if I do play it, it's the Facebook copyright free music. Cause you could play like Harris Heller's stream beats. Yeah. And because you've heard Harris talk about this, where his music is not registered with Facebook. And sometimes you'll get a copyright strike, even though it's not a copyright yeah. issue. Yeah. I just stay away from, it. I'm driving a truck. What do I play music for anyway? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as gay, I don't do anything bad. I do exactly what I have zero strikes on my account. I just do exactly what they tell me to do. I read the thing. I know. Tell me what not to do. I won't not do that. So mm-hmm. why ride the line for it? Yeah. As long as you stay in good graces with Facebook, here's a thought. How about I do what Facebook says to do or whatever platform? And then eventually, hey, whenever we stop our stream, my rock squad knows, hey, Facebook's featuring me. You know why? Because they can trust my stream because they know they can put it up there and feature me because I don't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And I have a long record of, of being there every single day doing exactly what they said to do. Mm-hmm. That's a neat thought, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know I, I, I'm on somebody's website like 
um, that that report about these different streamers. Most of them are Twitch. They get banned for this and that. Like, I would have never done that. I mean, that's just me. But um, Well, I mean, there were also bans there. I mean, not every ban was that clear. Um, yeah, but, yeah, you know. yeah, I understand that. And I don't follow all the Twitch stuff. Mm-hmm. But on Facebook, there's this thing called shadow ban that people think exists. Yeah. So when I, I don't have a Facebook manager now, but I used to. And I brought that up to him in a phone call one time. He laughed. He goes, there is no such thing as a shadow ban. Mm-hmm. That, that's not mm-hmm. yeah. And even in the partner group, they said, you know, but people think because their stream doesn't get reach or whatever, they think they're shadow banned or something like that. When Which I again, go back to, yeah. Taking ownership and taking it from the outside. <laughs> right. I mean, mm-hmm. but what it really is, is they're probably not doing now. Is there something wrong with the account? I've had things go wrong with my account. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're doing all these big upgrades to Facebook. Uh, they have the new page experience, stuff like that. Yeah. I have legitimately had errors in my account, which may have caused my account, my stream thing. But I have a screenshot of this is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I report it and they fix it and blah, blah, blah. And, and they've been doing all these upgrades for last year. Um, and so once I understand, once I understood over the last year and a half, don't panic because your viewers dropped today. Because I stream seven days a week. I know what the, the ebbs and flows are. Some days you hit it. Some days you hit the algorithm. Some days you don't. This yeah. is not Twitch. Twitch, there is no algorithm. You're not pushed out. It is what it is. You know, you got 30, you got 30. That's well, there is an not. algorithm, but it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Facebook is super strong algorithm where yeah. not majority of my viewers are not actual followers. That and we can see that differences. We know how many followers and non-followers are. Yeah. So we are getting pushed out. And that's our opportunity to take advantage of that to turn them into followers. And hopefully they will be engaged followers. Even though I have 300,000 followers, I don't have 300,000 engaged followers. No. It's a fraction of that. Yeah, they yeah. came and go. They're still a follower. It doesn't mean we're any different than What's, a, what's a percentage for you on the, on the 300,000 who's engaging with you? It, Do you have it? Well, if you asked me this a month ago, it was super high, but for some reason it's dropped off. And and I stream early in the morning. I'm a very international stream. And whenever when this war started with Ukraine and Russia, it just so happens I'm the one stream over the last year that drives Ukraine in a truck all the time. And I'm in Russia. I'm on the border. We did these deliveries for the last year. Everybody in the chat room that's in there, they know that. Mm-hmm. It just so happened this all is going on. And then I plummeted. I And they also, we also have a lot of viewers are from Ukraine and Russia and Moldova and Romania. Wow. And they have now disappeared. Like we now know, uh, I think they announced that they, they are not allowing Ukrainians even log in to protect them and their personal information. I think they locked down their accounts so they can't be used against their families and stuff like that. But I have no access to those people. So my international stream has taken a hit in the last few weeks with all this going on. Um, I think I'm just assuming because I can see what countries are logging in. I don't see Ukraine anymore. Russia's now gone. India pops in and out and but that part of the world has dropped off my thing so i yeah i've taken a hit but um i don't know it, it's really interesting 
streaming seven days a week so you understand all these things, whether the platform's broken or is a really a legit reason in the world. When um, another country, we had a lot of viewers from Miramar, Myanmar, mm-hmm. what is that called? Myanmar. When they had their uprise, remember when their military took over? Mm-hmm. Damn, same thing. I noticed on my account, uh, like my viewers like plummeted and it appeared to me, I don't know if it's true or not, but they stopped pushing us out at that time of day, the international stream. So if I stream later on the day, it's almost all North America in UK, but because I'm on so early, I have Philippines, Malaysia, Ukraine, yeah. Russia, viewers. So when all this conflict happens, I have to have a lot of countries there in conflict. I go up and down based on what the news is. So when I wake up in the morning, I see my MR. I'm like, oh, okay. Then I stream. I'm like, my viewers dropped 75%. So asking wow. me this month what my percentages of engaged followers. Yeah, yeah it's completely different, different than, to like it's, it's all. So sometimes it goes so low. I'm like, what is wrong? And then if I just stick it out and just keep grinding, boom, mm-hmm. it shoots up. It'll multiply like 20 times. Mm-hmm. Like I'll go down like only 5,000 engaged. All of a sudden now I got 40,000 engaged followers. I mean, it's crazy. It just goes all over. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, you know, whether the, they're getting alerted because of, you know, it just appears it's very driven by world events yeah. with Facebook, the way Facebook operates. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just going by what I see on a seven day a week. I mean, we also live right now in a very extreme situation and Facebook. Yeah, so um, I mean, yeah. I'm taking a big hit right now on, and I'm all, and believe it or not, I all we're we're worried about what happened to some of our viewers that are normally there every day. Mm-hmm. Afghanistan was not one. Remember when America, America Pat threw out of Afghanistan and all that? Yeah. We had Afghanistan viewers. We get a lot of viewers from Middle East because they know yeah. we Middle we East are is very. Big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're very Definitely. friendly to Muslims because I love Muslims. I met them in Iran. Remember my story? Yeah, so they they feel very friendly. They know I don't pull up when they anything about bigotry, sexism, racism. I don't. I ban people immediately for that. If you want to be racist, sexist, mm-hmm. you're out. I banned paid. I paid. I banned paid supporters by using racist terminology. Yeah, you're done. Like I don't even. There's no gray line. Out. And I, yeah, I take hits on that, but I don't, I'll put up with that. So people feel very comfortable being there. Women feel comfortable that, that women are not degraded by like, yeah, we're not tender. <laughs> so women feel very comfortable. We have a high percentage of women in our chat, which who would watch a stupid trucking stream? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it, it's really interesting how this works. So yeah, my numbers are all over the place. This month could be good. That I don't know. It doesn't yeah. matter. I love that. Yeah. Pan, why why are you why are you reading my mind? I had the same question in my mind actually. Um <laughs> what would you like to see Facebook to um what would you like to see Facebook do to improve the streaming experience? No, sorry. Oh man. Um I know there was a lot of discussion actually the last six months that Facebook still needs to improve a lot uh, in point of specifically tools for the streamers right um did they come along there anyway did they change i actually didn't look into that so much yeah i had a huge drop arch of 20 21 i can't remember we were having like 
our viewer numbers, whether they're followers or not, dumb, you know, the stupid viewer number of the corner, which really means nothing. We were like 1,200, 1,500 every day. One day, overnight, it dropped to 40. Wow. Like, overnight. Like, what happened? Like, I know I shouldn't look in the numbers, but when you go from every day, 1,100 viewers, and overnight, the peak was 60. I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on. We're going to move on. Next day, same thing. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Which a lot of streamers go through. Um, and I contacted Facebook support. They couldn't, they, to this day, they can't figure out. But what they did is they gave me the new page experience early where a lot of people didn't have that. So they this new page experience I've had for a while. <laughs> I've, I've, I've struggled through it longer than anybody. I was in the initial batch. And eventually, everybody's supposed to have it on Facebook. Um, they are making new tools for streamers. Not everybody has a new page experience yet. I have it. I've seen the growth over the years. I mean, over the you know months. Um, the tools they are working on them. We get new things every day. Like I just got something new two days ago, where other streamers have it. Not everybody has the same stuff yet. Um, I know they're actively working on it. They have not laid off. Um, Reels, which is now big because of TikTok. Reels are what shorts are on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, yeah. all, all the partners have reels, not level up creators. We just got that the other day. Every every partner has now reels as part of our gaming page. That's a big deal. So you can literally have TikTok style on your gaming page, which is kind of a big deal. So I think they're using part part of the partnership. I'm not, I don't think I'm talking out of turn with contracts, but part of being a partner is you get the stuff, you get the stuff early, you know, before level up. Um, so part of that is you got also. I think you also only can do it in the US, right? I think it's not even there in Europe yet. They've expanded um, reels to people outside the United States also as well. But, but yeah, partnerships are, are weird. I don't want, I don't know enough about partnership and I'm not one to talk for Facebook, but um, partnerships are different <laughs> if you're in the UK. And here, um, they have different rules than we have, and they have different people to report to, stuff like that. I'm based on what, like, UK streamers say, stuff like that. Um, but they have expanded out, yeah, to other countries, slowly. I mean, you can imagine how complicated that is trying to expand, because every country has different rules and regulations, so you have to navigate for all that stuff. And how do they get paid? You know, because now you get, ad, you know, ad money and stars and yeah. other benefits. and. Um, you have requirements and, and you know different laws, different places like EU has different rules than the American laws. Yeah, and stuff exactly. Like that. So yeah, it's complicated. Everyone thinks it's easy. It's gotta be complicated. I couldn't imagine doing that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there are so many laws. And um you can't yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, but I'm they all work on a lot of tools. I can assure you they're working on a lot of tools because I get them early. Yeah. I get them early. And I'm wondering uh, when Twitch finally wakes up. Like, I, 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 I mean, it's all about the content, you know, it's all about getting content out and there's no, I mean, taking clips on Twitch is so useless besides yeah. using the clips to put them on other platforms. And, um, and the more, more these guys that leave Twitch to get these contracts at YouTube um, and what they're saying now that, that they're away and they can talk, it is interesting. It is. I know there's 9 million what streamers per month on Twitch is the numbers that I guess the last numbers that we're aware of eight to mm -hmm. 9 million. That's a lot of streamers and only very few 
of those actually do well. Most of them don't. Well, and this is how the world works. It's only a few. I know. It's well. a lot of work. And, and the odds are against you right off the yeah. bat. Even Facebook, the odds are against you. I mean, there's only so many people they can push out and highlight and what, you know, what, uh, but you got to rise. You got to be better than the guy that's being featured, guy or girl. You just got to be better than Pokemon. That's it. Pokemon, that's it. How you said it, you just have to be better than Pokemon. You just got to be better than Pokemon or Doc. No, I can't say it. Uh, what would you tell someone, someone who's on the fence to start streaming or not to start streaming? He knows my answer to this. And you've heard this from other big streamers that, that post this stuff on uh, YouTube. I would say don't do it. And if you are going to do it, I want you to tell I See, because people lie. I want people to tell me honestly, why do you want to stream? I want to know the real answer, especially because of the pandemic. Why do you want to stream? Don't give me some half answer. Uh, I just want to stream my friends. That's a cop-out answer, in my opinion. I want to do it as a hobby. That's cool. Okay, I can accept that. But really, are you expecting to be a partner or something like that? What is the real, do you want to do it just for the money? Because a lot of people hear that. Yeah. You know, they hear these streamers, what's her name out there buying gas stations and stuff like that. Well, I want to do that too. You're not going to be her, okay? <laughs> you're not going to be able to do that. Um, you're not going to get a multi million. Well, you might be able to get a multi million contract, but it's also the odds of your kid getting in the NFL or, or you know, or, you know, some football team or something like that. The odds are very much against you, I bet. But the, the quite, I want to know exactly why do you want to do it? Be honest. And a lot of people want to do it for money. That usually 99.9% will not happen. That's not going to happen. Because or do you want to quit your job because you don't want to go to work? And you, want, you just want to sit home and play video games? It goes back to what we were saying. How many hours do we actually put into our streams as successful people? How many people? Do you have the ability to go open a cupcake shop and put in all the hours that come up with setting up the, the logo Uh, opening up the shop, decorating it the correct way, laying out the cupcakes, come up with the right recipe that will that people will come in and want your cupcakes over the other cupcake shop down the street. Do you have the ability to work these long hours that cupcake shop owners do to be successful at selling cupcakes? Will you go on to Facebook, make your or all the social media platforms and promote your cupcakes? Are you going to go out and and do all that stuff to make it success? I know I'm doing a cupcake shop, but I love doing that. Well, you do all the stuff to make a successful cupcake shop. It's a lot of work. Go talk to any small business owner that is successful, how many hours they're putting in. They work in seven days a week to sell cupcakes. So now so he's know. answering my side gig question. There you go. So it is, a, it is a side gig. It is a side gig. And you can't leave your other job until this side gig of being a streamer equals or exceeds the money you're making at that other job. That's standard small business side gig 101. This is nothing but a, another side gig of all the different side gigs you can do out there. That's what this is. Do you have the ability to do that? And that's when you could stream. So if you want to do it because you want to do it as a business or a side gig, that's what you're up against. And you have a lot of competition out there. People will talk about community, all that. You really are in com competition with the other streamers. You got to have the better cupcake than the other cupcake in your truck similar. <laughs> And you got to be your own cupcake. 
that better be a badass cupcake if you want to make it up to a level where you can quit your day job. And it's not over, right? So now, okay, let's fast forward. You now determine your side gig is now your primary income for your family. How you important is networking with the other cupcakes? <laughs> the other networking? I think that's slightly overrated. It depends on how you do your content. Um, like, why do you want to network with another streamer? This is an interesting conversation. If you really want to be honest, why do you want to network with the other streamer? Do you want to take their, take their viewers? Um, do you want to collaborate? I'm not a collaboration streamer because the way I stream, and Stone Mountain agree with this, mm -mm. sometimes your content just is not a collaboration style that works. Like, I can't collaborate. It doesn't work with how I stream. I talk well, you are you are collaborating with me right now in a way. Yeah, because it's a podcast, but it's not a gaming stream. Um, but so, like some, a lot of styles just don't collaborate well. Um, like, why do you want to work with the other streamer? And can you trust the other streamer? Like, what is their purpose? What is the ultimate goal of what's going on here? You know what I'm saying? I raid every single stream. The people I raid, see, I have no problem raiding. I'm comfortable with my community to raid. And yeah, I lose a few people from raids, but that's okay. I don't care. I raid streams that have zero viewers on Facebook. I raid streams that are not truckers. I go down the list because I can sort in the order of viewers. I go down. I don't raid. I do raid Call of Duty. I go down, but if I'm in Call of Duty, I go to the bottom. Who has zero viewers and only has 100 followers? Who is brand new here? I raid them. And all my community, I have a lot of community here watching right now. There's a lot to be learned by we rating because we watch these styles of new streamers and they, they see all the mistakes these streamers are doing. I'm not saying they're all making, I say, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch, yeah, watching the guy as, I said, this guy's actually doing well. He has zero viewers where he's talking as if there's a thousand people in the room. I said, this is the guy that knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But other ones, they're, they're on Discord with somebody, they're fighting and will raid and they'll totally ignore my raid. It's the biggest raid they've ever had in the whole in their Facebook raids. And they totally eliminate, they ignore my whole raid and they blew their shot at interacting. Um stuff like that. So um yeah, I mean that, that's collab I think collaborating is kind of overrated. It's good. It's good mm -hmm. to, to network, but um you really have to, you really have to see why does that person want to network with you? I, yeah, I think it's important. I think it's good to network with someone that doesn't do what you do. Mm -hmm. I think that's very safe. Like yeah. if you're a cup, again, the cupcake owner, are you really going to go network with a cupcake uh, shop that's a block away? You think they want to network with you? You guys are in competition. You know what I'm saying? But if I go network with yeah. a flower shop. Yes and no. Oh. I, yeah, I know. I know what you mean. So now if I'm, I'm working general, with a flower shop, afraid. we both benefit because now maybe I can incorporate some of the flowers in my cupcake shop, but I can also put some of the cupcakes mm -hmm. over there and we can all work together on the same thing, working with a wedding down the street. Definitely. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's still definitely. a small bit. At the end of the day, this is a small business. It's, it's mm -hmm. how you treat it. Mm -hmm. So, but working with like, would Target ever network with Walmart here in the United States? They're two very similar stores with, Slightly differences, but they're in total competition with each other. They're trying to get the same exact market share. Slightly different demographic, but you got to treat it. I 
I believe you should treat it more like a small business. And if you do it that way, you'll succeed much, uh, much further. Like, is there, who can I network with that will help me so much with my stream? But I'm not really, I'm not trying to get their viewers because but I'm trying to learn from them. They can learn from you. It's a very nice, but to find those people is very difficult. You really yeah. got to go through and find those people. But somewhere along the line, now Call of Duty, if you're equal size streamers and you all work together and there's yeah. really no threat to your communities like that, but, but there are a lot of people out there just trying to get viewers. Yeah. And absolutely. so what is absolutely. the really, what is the real reason we're doing this? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I don't know no, if I, I totally really said that clear or not. I think that was a little muddy, but hopefully it made sense. Because I don't want people to think, oh, well, that rock, he's a he's a total jerk. That's not the point. The point is you got to be really careful. What be real benefit can I get out from this relationship? Mm -hmm. Mutual. Yeah. And, and, how, mutual and how it's, it's genuine, yeah. right? Yeah, I yeah. like that. I, I would say just start creating content for maybe YouTube. Start making some VODs or something like that. Ah, some, some sorry, then I misunderstood even the question. I guess. So sorry, uh, it doesn't mean you have to go live. Just make some TikTok videos or something. Just get used to creating something. Ah, and then once, you, once you're happy with what it, hey, I had fun doing that. And, mm -hmm. and then if the audience wants that, double down on that. Yeah. Like try a bunch of different things that you, if at the by, end of the day, if you don't enjoy doing it, you're going to fizzle out. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't enjoy playing video games on camera and talking, um, it's not going to work. If you just can't get over that shyness and everything like that, the only way to get over it is you got to do it. That's what Casey Neistat always says, right? Or, or Gary V. Just do it. <coughs> just put a bunch of stuff out there because the only way you can get better is over time. If we all went back and looked at our very first video we ever posted, I don't care if you're Casey Neistat or whoever, it was horrible. It was horrible, but the only way you get better is you got to do it. And there's no way to practice other than just doing it. Yeah. And yes, people are going to make fun of you. They were going to do this. Like, you got to get over that. You got to don't care what people think. Just do it, do it. And you will get better. You will get better. I need to be better at making videos instead of doing live every day, um, mm -hmm. all the time. So I'm committing to doing two or three VODs for YouTube every day, um, every week. I got oh, what does it. say every day? <laughs> no, not every day. Um, but I may make three of them in one day and then and build up content and then start releasing it. That way I have a buffer in case I don't have time or something like that. Mm -hmm. So start creating over the next two weeks and then have a buffer and I can mm -hmm. start releasing one and see, you know, and release down the correct time, the right day. There's a whole science to that. You just don't throw it up there. You got to do the whole thing. Um, I got to be better at that and then try different things, start experimenting tutorials or reviews or you know or just gameplay and see what people are watching and from that double down to whichever one that seems to be working it's it's youtube 101 but it's it's I know. it's really experimental it doesn't really the food reviews seem to be doing a lot i need to do more food reviews like i used to do food reviews and make them in like a casey nice that as i was traveling for marriott I was bored when I get to these cities. I'm like, all right, so what am I going to do? I was like, I'm going to go do fast food reviews. So I would go to fast food reviews. I would go buy food and do a Casey Neistat style vlog in whatever city I was in. You yeah, know, I saw that. that. I love the naked, what was it? Naked. Oh, the <laughs> naked egg taco. Yeah, video. Egg taco. Um, 
So I, I, but I did those, not that I was going to do food reviews, but so I could learn how to edit videos. So the only way to learn how to do it is come up with something and then pick a style and figure it out. So I would try different things, you know, you know, add music, do this and then transitions. And I just picked the food reviews as a way to learn how to edit a video, whether they're really that good or not. It was just a way to learn. Um, but now people are like, Hey, when's the next food review? I'm like, and I keep shoving off, but in my mind, they're trying to tell me to do food reviews. I need to do food reviews. So okay. the weather's getting warmer here. The flowers are starting to come out. Spring's here a little early here in Washington. So um, I said when it gets warm, I'm going to start doing the outside food reviews. Not trying to be Dave Portnoy doing pizza reviews, but, you know, you know, go out there and start doing those food reviews. Like, go buy some, come out and eat it, yeah. which is what I kind of did. But I went, now that Dave Portnoy is a big pizza guy, one bite everyone knows rules. Like I make sure it's not that. Yeah, Why that did I stop that mind. topic now? I'm getting so hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> our, our stream always comes down to pizza and, and food reviews. Somehow food is always comes in our stream all the time. Yeah, man, definitely. That's why I have a rule on my own stream. Never talk about food because I'm always getting hungry. <laughs> the only other thing that's on my mind is... Where will I stream in the future? Because every platform is going through a shakeup. The only one not doing anything is YouTube, but it's like Twitch has a lot going on. Facebook's got a lot going on. It's like, do I really put all my eggs in this one basket or not? And that's mm -hmm. always in my mind. I think everybody thinks about that. I love, I'm accused of being a Facebook fanboy. I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. I do like, I love Facebook. So if they're watching this, don't get all pissy with me. Um, but you, it's in your mind. It's like, well, you know, they're going through a lot of problems with, with you know, with the whole platform. What if one morning I wake up in Facebook game and they said, we can't afford to do the gaming part anymore. Exactly. You don't know. Yeah. I could be, it could be the next mixer. You don't know. I'm not saying that is a bad thing. So now what do I do? Mm -hmm. So I am doing a little bit more YouTube. Well, now. I mean, it's, it's nothing different to the, Theory basically, which comes from the nineties, where where everyone told you you need an email list, you know. Right. And, yeah. Nobody then, uses those anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody's using it anymore. But the now it, is like, hey, keep using us, but nobody's using it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now it's yeah because it's everyone gets so much spam. It's uh, yeah. So yeah, Google, Gmail will filter it out now, so you never see it, right? Yeah, yeah. everyone is yeah. abusing it. So and now it's the same with the streaming thing, right? Now you're on Facebook, but in, in the end you have to feed all platforms. Are you on TikTok as well? I have TikTok, but I not using some it. Right? People know. I tried streaming there live one time doing gaming one day. Mm -hmm. My very first day had more viewers there than I ever did on Facebook. I like it was out of control. It mm -hmm. boggles my mind how that platform works. Mm-hmm. Now, the chat room was not something that I really liked because it was the most bizarre chat, live chat I've ever seen anywhere. I do want to try it again, but it's, um, the video quality is not the good. It's not, I don't have the access that some, a few people would actually have. Like they don't have, they haven't released that OBS tool, whatever they had going on. But um, uh, that, yeah, some people are commenting in the chat. They said it was chaotic. It was the most bizarre thing. It shut, we had like 20 viewers. Suddenly there was 2,000 people in there, like, bam, just like that. I'm driving a truck. And it was really bizarre. Uh, but I am on TikTok. I don't do, I used it when it was called Musical.ly. I don't know if you remember that, but it was before it was TikTok. It used yeah. to be called Musical.ly, and then it switched to TikTok. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. 
Uh, so I did some TikTok while I was in hotel rooms because I was bored. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do some lip syncing on TikTok. And he was still young. But now I realize I'm spending all this time making a stupid TikTok of lip syncing Seinfeld or something like that. So there's some old videos on there from two or three years ago. But if I guess if I'd stuck it out, again, you never know what's going to happen, right? You never but it know. does take a lot of your personal time. So uh, I try not to go over there. But um, there's only so many platforms where you don't have a staff as a streamer. It's like, where are you going to put all your energy at? Am I going to say I'm going to make TikToks? Is that really going to help my Facebook stream grow? Maybe, maybe, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I live stream over there, I don't believe in in doing too much restreaming as a as because my chat room is so busy on Facebook. If I restreamed, now and I got all these different platforms. But if you're, you know, I would want to concentrate on one chat. If I want to stream over on YouTube, then I go over to YouTube and stream. If I want to stream on TikTok, then I'll do that. Because it just gets too busy. I can't follow where. And then the, the Facebook people feel this because I'm talking to TikTok people. It, I think it depends on the streamer and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But my Facebook stream is so busy. If I added a YouTube in there as well, yeah, um, yeah, I, I can't keep up with it. I can barely keep up with the one I have now. Yeah, then you probably would need to do more regulations and stuff. And it's a question if you want that. Yeah, I mean, it's not all about quantity right no no and no in it's the end, quality and quality. yeah exactly but but it seems that way you know it's all about the numbers but uh in that case because you have a very talkative show as well and you want to engage with your community and followers and it wouldn't be possible that way anymore one of the things that bugs me about facebook and it really goes on other platforms is that stupid viewer number up in the upper left hand corner mm-hmm. people people the viewer the people that are watching don't understand that really means nothing. But mm-hmm. all they see is, hey, you only have four, 50 viewers. What's mm-hmm. wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Well, this person has 800. Mm-hmm. Because they don't understand what's really going on behind the scenes. Like there's some new streamer that's only been here like one or two months. And suddenly they used to have 20 viewers. Now they'll suddenly they have 1,500 today. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what's wrong with your stream? Why does he have 1,500? They don't realize that they have a program for new streamers if you're accepted and they will put you out there for one month. And they will push you out. And then at the end of that that time period of putting you on stage, boom, you're back down to your 50 unless you use that opportunity to grow your community. Um, and a lot of those viewers that people have when they get, they're getting pushed out. So most of them are non-followers. They're not going to be followers. You're just showing up. You're being featured. You're being pushed out based on whatever the algorithms that day. But people focus on that stupid. I wish it was not displayed, but it is. Um, and I think that's a problem. But I think Gary V even had, he talked about this like two or three years ago with that. He wished the likes were gone on, on Instagram, all these different platforms, because it, it, people worry too much about numbers and not about the quality of their stream. If those numbers are sitting there staring at you, people focus on way too much. And then it causes stress, anxiety. You feel like you're doing something wrong, blah, blah, blah. And it's all nothing. It really means nothing at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. it causes mm-hmm. a lot of stress and you start getting pissed off that streamer and just drama it just cavalcades on itself and what used to be a little snowball has now turned into this big boulder it doesn't mean nothing at the end of the day mm-hmm. how yeah. many engaged followers do you really have that's the real number you need to worry about yeah that, that 300,000 number means nothing yeah totally it agree. 
Yeah, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, Rock. Do you want to say something to the end? Do you have some final words? I hope you get better. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. You do a great job. I was looking at all your previous shows. Guys, check out all of our other streams that she's been doing. She's been doing a lot of them. Thank I realize you. how many videos you've been doing. I'm like, oh my God, she's over on Twitch. She's got a bunch of videos over there. Check yeah, it out. I, I try. I try. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm busy myself. I think I'm, I think there we are the saying that I, uh, I'm very good in keeping myself busy. And if I have an idea, I just jump right on that and go from there. Um, yeah. Um, but, but it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Um, and every time you create something and you put it out there, right. Uh, it also makes you feel good or better in a way. <laughs>